Welcome to another episode of Talks with Lim Lee. Today we have me, Lim, we have Earl and hey. Ricky. Ricky. Uh, we are going to just kind of shoot the shit. I think there's no topic in mind. I think uh, some of the things that come up to my mind, I really like that our conversations about height, your height versus my height and some of the advantages that you've, you thought that shorter, I think there was times where you kind of felt like I, or when we discussed it, where you're saying like shorter people have certain advantages and I'm like, no, taller people have way more advantages. But uh, that was a pretty interesting conversation. The other things I hear um, when we talked about racial, racial issues, like you being part black and then how my career with being uh, Asian and certain promotions uh, I felt didn't come because I was Asian. Um, so we don't have to talk about those things, but just, just items that we could talk about um, or cryptocurrency, whatever. That's gonna go over my head. Um, <laughs> we could talk about aliens. We could talk about INFP. Are you T or A? I forget. INTP? Yeah. He's ENFP, right? Or was it ENFJ? J, I think. Okay. Yeah, he was an outlier. I knew it was INFP because that was my best friend in high school was INFP. Okay, <laughs> what's INFP? Let's let's break down Earl. What is that? Break down Earl. Break down Earl. Abra <laughs> Abra. <laughs> what is I? Uh, well, well you, I is or, it, knows too. Intuitive. Uh, Sounds like you you know it more. You really, you don't know. I forgot. Okay, introvert. Introvert was I. The oh. N is intuitive. The F is feeler. Yeah. P is prospecting. What? I thought it was different. What's feeler? I think uh, it's feeler. So feeling is actively assigning value to something. Oh. So like thinking. So INTP, that's the T is thinking. So I'm going to dominate uh, the function of thinking before feeling. But feeling isn't about like emotions. It's about the pro, uh, assigning value to new information while it's happening. Mm. It's still thinking, but it's I'm processing existing data like facts that we already know to be true. Like, uh, I know this stove can get hot, mm. but you want to talk about uh, something that is happening right now. Like, let's say, so let's say someone is actually being um, inappropriate right now. I might not even realize it's happening yet. And you're like, this is happening right now. I think you're right, though. I and think it's a. I'm, obli- I'm going to be more oblivious to something happening, and you're going to be like, we need to get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just going to be scanning for people who send stuff, and I'm going to react based on. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's a different kind of awareness. That's what it is. It seems like, like what yeah. what what what, what we're more in tune with. Yeah, it was just an example though. Yeah, I mean, but it makes sense though. I mean, I think even when you think about it in general, it seems like it's uh, people may might have a little bit more awareness of a certain type of like me would be feeling maybe somebody might be more like aware analytically you know what i mean through their thought process about certain things i guess for different personalities be aware analytically yeah like uh like even like uh i don't know when you when you think you say you you have to actually analyze it when you think when i feel i just feel and that's it you know what i mean feel kind of like is that is that kind of the difference between the two? I don't know. I mean, most of, most of my reactions are kind of pre-recorded because uh, <laughs> mm. it takes me a long time to actually uh, process what's happening. I actually that that's how I do yeah. feel a lot of times. I, there's I don't know what it is. Certain situations, I feel like I I could react quickly. Yeah, and then a lot of times, even Emmett. Well, that's a big difference between me and Emmett. I sometimes take a month before two of those occasions 
two of those situations that's something that he's done mm-hmm. and i'm like hey you also did this last month and i i, I was able to process that right. and i think that was wrong of you when you really think about it all yeah. out uh, it's a lengthy uh, uh a lengthy amount of thought and then i'm like that was wrong of you my opinion and then he's like dude you held on for a month with that and i'm like well i just figured it did offend me it took me a couple of days to figure Narrow it out it down i'll be you write stuff down and no i, I should i probably should i do that all the time do you yeah. is, is almost it every like day journaling you mean or is it uh, some type of journal novels no yeah it's kind of basically like um, like what he said <laughs> hey you you offended me or you know you're trying to uh i guess confront so for me i would like to minimize confrontation if i'm gonna confront i would like it to be the last time <laughs> No, that's good. So I'm going to I'm going to not just shoot from the hip. I'm going to be like, okay, what exactly is wrong with this? What is where exactly do I stand? What was it that and I'm sitting here writing it down once, write it down again or I'll read it and delete stuff. Um, that's a lot of critical thinking, man. Yeah, before I uh confront. Hmm. Cuz hmm. I like I said I wanted it to be the last time. That makes sense. So for me I, I like the um, I oftentimes, when that event happens, I don't know if I'm actually right in feeling that. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like, like I don't know if, okay, if, I, if someone did something and then I do, there's something in my blood, I actually feel it. And I'm like, or my temperature actually gets warm. I'm like, did that person mean to offend me? Mm-hmm. Or am I overthinking the situation? Yeah. Or are they constantly like that? And I just haven't realized it till now. So I have to like process all that and think about it out. I think it out and then I start thinking, okay, if they do that all the time, is that a healthy way to have this type of friendship? Should I be around that? Mm-hmm. So then I bring it up to them saying, Hey, that bothered me. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a friend, you know, who my type of character, I, I try to live a positive life. And by you saying those things all the time, right. it, it's kind of like either shit talking or, or it's degrading or whatever. Yeah, I don't like that. You putting other people down. Yeah. 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 I don't like it, that. Is uh, growing up in basketball was shit talking a pretty common thin, thing though? You know, the interesting thing was uh, basketball didn't really happen for me until uh, high school. I mean, I, I played like youth center stuff or whatever, but I wasn't always tall. I don't know if that came up, but That's I wasn't okay. always tall uh, or like I was a, like a chubby kid. So I would want to play. When did you pick it up then? Freshman yeah, year? Freshman year, yeah. Did you play at all like in middle school? Not for this team. I tried out, didn't make it. Mm. But uh, no, I played in like a youth sports, like kind of like boys and girls club. So, How, so you uh, got a, but you ended up getting a scholarship. I had a yet? growth spurt. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I had a growth spurt uh, freshman year. I grew four and a half inches within Damn. the school year. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I just shot up. Then I actually lost. Uh, I shot up and lost weight. I was all like lanky, goofy. But I would adamantly like practice all the time, every day, practice, 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 practice. And then um, another thing that helped me out was uh, a lot of kids didn't have the grades to play. So like when that's how I got on varsity so fast because uh, people's oh. grades came out and there wasn't enough people making uh, the grade. Yeah, so they were like, Ricky, don't play." I always assumed that teachers or the uh, the the coaches would kind of Mm-mm. make deals with other teachers to uh, okay. Mm-mm. No, like in college, the thing was they try to not challenge you so that you pass. It's like all the all of my whole oh, team was yeah. had okay. non-credited classes, and a few of us went down and actually like demanded real classes. Yeah, when uh, 
uh, Ricky did the last uh, last com- or conversation here. He was talking about when he got his scholarship, um, the classes were made for people to pass. And he was like, he wanted to get more challenging yeah. classes. Well, I was here for a degree. I wanted a specifically computer. I wanted basketball to give me computer and electrical uh, dual bachelor's degree is what I wanted. But I also wanted to play D1. I uh, didn't make D1 is the people you see on TV, like mm. the schools. Gotcha. Uh, so I was like, hey, I want to be on TV, right? <laughs> but so does everybody else. So it's a very competitive, uh, it's a lot of competition out there. Hmm. So anyway, Division Two was the offers I got out of high school. And then after two years at JUCO, still Division Two. The thing was, was the schools didn't have engineering programs, only computer science. The ones that you wanted? Any of them. I didn't oh, care. Really? I didn't care if I was going to be. Was it just Indiana. not available? At the time, the schools didn't offer engineering. It was always computer science. I didn't want computer science. Mm. You wanted computer engineering, engineering. gotcha, yeah. and electrical engineering. So, anyhow, did uh, you know those two were uh, harder than computer science? Um, so specifically, uh, Texas Instruments. I knew someone that worked at Texas Instruments, and I asked them to ask the engineers like who who makes the most money and uh, what is their <laughs> degree. They were like, well, both of these degrees, computer engineering and electrical engineering, if you have both, mm. like, you're definitely going to be top. Yeah, so yeah. that's what, what I was going after. It didn't happen. Hey, you're still doing well, though. Ah, yeah, making my like my own way. Yeah. You know, uh, everything I thought was going to, what life was going to be like, didn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us gets, no. gets to choose that. I remember I, thinking, I was like, this is not going to be my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, like I was in accounting, you know, and I was always my plan B. Like I, like I graduated during like the uh, crash, uh, two thousand nine ish, like in accounting and. uh, When you when you did you start your degree like two thousand five then? A little bit before that, I graduated high school three. Yeah. But uh, oh, 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 so you huh? In Vegas. Mm -hmm. What school you went to? I went to Bonanza. Bonanza. Bank Bengals? Yep. Brown and yellow? Yeah. (laughs) Brown and yellow. Mojave, 04. What? Yeah. Did did you play any sports? No, I didn't. I probably could have, but I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think think, uh, even chess is a varsity sport, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah they get they a Letterman jab. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's going to be my plan. But if I don't basketball. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did, right after high school, did you jump into accounting? Nope. It, uh, actually, I was a radiology major first. Uh, uh, how long? Yeah. How long? And I was working full time and it was kind of tough. So, like, I slacked off a little bit. Uh, failed a couple bio classes. And biology I was 95? over. Huh? Was it biology 95? 195 i believe oh geez so that's even higher than yeah and then 223 afterwards so dang yeah they still let me though okay yeah and i was like oh i failed the first one how did they let me go past the next one i was like eh. you know it's kind of funny yeah for real and they failed the next one afterwards they're like oh i wasn't even supposed to be in this class can you take that off nah you got an f bro that's (laughs) cool so you do radiology accounting and it uh so that's the thing like it doesn't really lead to where we're at right yeah so it's like yeah an accounting major first out of college i was at mgm resorts i did internal audit for about four to five years and then went to a legionnaire for like another year on top of that when you jumped from radiology to accounting what was the what was what happened uh so 
I was at UNLV at first for like two years about, and then I was like, ah, maybe this isn't for me because I'm not putting my heart in it anyways. But I think it was like a little bit of both of not just, you know, maintaining my focus on what I need to do. So I went back to uh, CCSN at the time. College yeah. Of, yeah. So yeah. That's back. CCSN. Yeah. Because yeah. they call it CSN now. Yep. So mm. it was way back. Um and I ended up taking a variety of classes and I didn't know what I wanted. So I was just, I'm going to take a real estate class. I'm going to take an accounting class, take a, take a, what is it? Like a marketing class. It was like a web design class. Dang. Yeah. And then something else. And I was like, eh, you know, what would be the most stable that I could mm-hmm. fall back on? So right. it was always my plan B, which became my plan A. And it's like, you know, and then you go through life and it's like, eh, you know what? I've been in so many different jobs, though. That's it what seems sounds like. like. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I know somebody that exact almost exactly went down that path. Yeah, <clears throat> Emmett. Oh yeah, he did. Accounting was always a plan B to him. Yeah, and he uh, went kind of far with it, and uh, he hated his job so bad. Yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily hate it, but like, I did. I, I can say I got like complacent a bit for sure because you're just like doing the work, and then you know it's a little numbing sometimes for sure. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I transitioned to IT compliance, you know, working over at Cosmo. I met you guys over there. Um, and then, yeah, business analytics for a little, data analytics, and then... What's yeah, that? Jump ship. Data analytics. Uh, what we were doing anyway, so it wasn't real. I mean, for me, it was more like uh, maintaining the servers with Jerem a little bit, doing a little bit of financial reporting. Uh, it, it took a little bit of accounting background, like knowledge to do, but not a whole lot. Some of it was like data visualization software. Shout out to Jerem. I'm sorry that I've... Uh, oh, that'd be cool to get him on. I, well, he I invited him on and he yeah. uh, says he's... I think he said he's not a social or not, not doesn't want to be in the public, uh, in the public's eye. And then he invited me over for ping pong. Aw. And I, I skipped on him twice. One time we, we had... Uh, Just at his house? Yeah, he invited me over. Aww. One time, Nume's surprise birth... Uh, they threw us... A, friends threw Nume a surprise birthday that day that I was supposed to go. So I canceled that one. Then the next one, I think I had a podcast. I was just like, ah. I'm Sorry, like, Jerem. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. man. I love you, man. Miss you, Jerem. I do. Yeah. Good All people, right. for real. All right, sorry. No, back but like, uh, just back to that anyways. And then... Did, did you know Jerem? I don't know. Maybe last briefly. Name? Pollock. Pollock. Yeah. J. Pollock. Username J. Pollock. Probably reset it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know usernames, man. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. Yeah, I don't know. And then got into loan officer stuff just recently. So it is kind of like how Emmett went into real estate, but mm-hmm. I went into, you know, doing loans instead. Mm-hmm. Kind of enjoy it. It's kind of a different realm. I've never been in a, uh, what is it, kind of, what is it like the effort that you put in is what you're going to get out it's only comp comp based like your commission uh, your commission based yeah how do you get people like you trick them <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of how a i would think like finagler here no you kind of yeah. like scanning them passively through mm-hmm. events or something i don't know uh right now it's just been within my they call it a soi or sphere of influence um you know who that sounds like sales it is. I can't stand sales. Yeah. See, I, I never thought of myself. It feels I've, unethical. I've never been in a sales job. And in doing this job, I actually do not feel like a salesman. Okay. I don't. I I feel like uh, still helping people out, get to where they want to be. Like, um, you know, assisting a lot of people. Mm. Um, 
and getting them, I'm providing the best service. I know it sounds like salesy right now, but I feel like I can provide a lot of help. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's weird. It's different. Like I never been in a sales job before. Never been in a position where I'm like, oh, you only, you're only going to eat what you uh, go get, you know? Right, right. But yeah, it's, it's a different realm. And I, my, my mind is still like jogging around it. Like um, still picking it up. It's been a, been a big learning experience though. I think I've learned more in the last five months in this job than I've had in many other jobs that I've had before. Yeah. It's interesting. What are yeah. you doing like a, a industry change? Cause you, you've never worked yeah. in, the, in the housing per se housing nope. and never have. Yeah. Hey, you just keep like evolving almost your skills. Like how many, is that four industries? Uh, kind of, sort of. Yeah. I took four. a break too. Yeah. A little bit. Was a dive master. Four. Once. That's four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a dive, uh, dude, he's, he freaking <laughs> skipped America for like a year or was it two years or how long was it? Uh, well back then you I think like dive master. Yeah. yeah. He, so he left America and then he became like he, a tour guide and dive <laughs> master. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that was like two different occasions. Oh, so that was I, two, oh, that yeah. wasn't part of the same. Oh no. Well, you can't really be a tour guy then. All right guys, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Tour guide them up on land <laughs> and then <laughs> under the sea tour guide. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess you could. If, yeah. If everyone was diving. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. And then you'd have to have an underwater microphone. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, if they, get, I, they, they do have yeah, those they masks have, yeah, with the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. on yeah. there. But you can't a little talk, more though. expensive. They do have no, a... Yeah, How can you talk underwater? You uh, they have, have a, a they have a helmet that's uh, specifically made oh, for that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Hmm. So yeah. walk us through your story <laughs> of leaving America for a year. And I'll, t- I'll tell my story of that. Okay. Six mo- or mine was for six months. Well, I was at a Legionnaire... You know, and then, you know, I, travel benefits were pretty good over there. Uh, travel a little bit with them. Good people out there, too, over at a Legionnaire. Um, but you just gave me an idea. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can just be doing this, like, in the office, you know, that much. And so like, in, I, in audit in an itself. Accountant for a Legionnaire? Or I was an internal auditor. Internal. Okay, okay. Yeah. So every hour has to be budgeted, mm-hmm. you know, like, has <clears> to be allocated <throat> to a certain budget for a certain project. And it seems like, you know, like I was just talking to, uh, I was just talking to my boss about this earlier, but I think like time is an imaginary thing anyways. Right. I think so. Anyways, we only, we only believe we've only made time relevant in our own doing like, but I, I think in myself, like in my mind, I feel like time, like a lot of people say, Oh, time is money. Time is money. I said, no, time is freedom. Exactly. Time is freedom, and then I didn't realize Which that it's valuable. Yes, I think it's the Huge, most valuable yeah. thing. Hugely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all uh, perspective, anyways. You know, I didn't even realize that until like afterwards. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quit, quit my job. And a lot of people were like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Well, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Do you and remember what was going through your head that day when you, you literally just said, "I'm gonna quit my job," or was there things boiling up like you disliked your job, you disliked the people you worked with, or mm, not did- necessarily? It was probably. Uh, uh, it was just built up over time. I think, I mean, like if you're sit, you sit in front of a desk and, you know, type of way. And I mean, kind of my purpose of purpose of way of living is like, it's hard to define back then a little bit. I mean, when you, when you start to question your whys, you know what I mean? For me, it was like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Like, and then it, it, it brought to me, like when, when I thought about it, I actually looked up an article online. It was just like, Hey, if you're going to, you know, only you can make that decision to quit your job. 
you know, and then like in, you know, like looking back at it, you know, I think it was probably one of the better things I've done. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know I was going to go to Asia. I went to Asia for nine months. That's what happened. Where? Yeah, I went to, started off in uh, Hong Kong. Oh, nice. Yeah, Hong Kong, Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore. Hopped the border to Burma. That's like a whole lot of good food to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you get down with women, that? Yeah. All of it? What about the women? <laughs> <laughs> uh, women, are, women are a different thing out there, man. <laughs> so pretty out there for sure. Uh, met a lot of awesome people out there. I, I think my main objective actually going out there, the reason why I left, it was so simple, but it, it, it was good enough for me. I was like, I just want to meet good people around the world. That's mm -hmm. it. That was like, that was it. I was like, uh, had a friend over at MGM and she was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, her name's Kim Bonnie. Thanks, Kim. Um, Thanks, Kim. Thanks yeah, for, uh, initiating that journey. Earl down that path so he could meet yeah. me later. <laughs> yeah. So it was just uh, kind of crazy. Like she was like, oh, I'm going to go out to, um, Macau. I got on an audit. I was yeah. like, oh, and you can stay. She's like, you can stay at my place. And then afterwards, uh, we can go out over the night and just go and hang out you know and it's just like okay you know i'm down let's go and then that started the journey there mm. and i went to the philippines met some great people over there too um yeah shout out to casey and dudes over there too and fam um i stayed with them for a little bit a time uh they took me around over in the philippines for a little bit very loving family over there um so it kind of we started at like it, it was a little bit of a progression hong kong was like oh we're staying at the jw you know this is fancy this is nice we're gonna eat dim sum at j-dub it's like ooh, what is this and then you go to our family place it's like a little bit more wholesome it's a beautiful thing <clears throat> traveling around a little bit and then afterwards it was like a one-way ticket to thailand didn't know anybody didn't know the language didn't know anybody and i went there at you did a one-way ticket one-way ticket didn't even have bought on me didn't have the currency on me at all that's pretty bold man. yeah and i i mean didn't even have a place to stay when i went I was just like, oh, I'm just going to figure You had money, out. though. I did, but yeah. I, it was already late at night. You know, I ended up meeting somebody and on the airplane. That's how it happened. It's like, oh, I met somebody there on the airplane. And he was like, hey. It was super nice, though. Super nice of him. He was just like, hey, I uh, here's some money. I know you don't have any bot. Uh, I have a place uh, that's uh, like a block away from his his condo that he had. And he's like, you can stay here. I know where you're staying, so you can just pay me back tomorrow. So bot is the currency currency over there yeah and then i don't know just had a good time out there man and that's just where it started bot yeah. sounds better than the vietnamese dollar the vietnamese dollar is dong yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't so, touch my money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how many how many weeks and months were you in each uh, kind of location uh or maybe um, maybe go by months maybe. yeah hong kong was only like a couple weeks maybe a week even Yo, this is an adventure man oh yeah Oh, for sure. I didn't Adventure know I was going to stay out there, actually. Uh, a lot of people are, oh, he's going to come back a couple weeks or a couple, like, couple months max, maybe three months max. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, so Macau, uh, Macau and Hong Kong, maybe like a week. Uh, Philippines, maybe two to three weeks. Uh, what is it in Thailand? Maybe five weeks. And then Malaysia is when I did most of my diving out there. So I stayed on this island for about three months. Uh, but I went back and forth between Malaysia and I think Thailand. I was in there a little bit. Yeah, but um, I would go to Singapore too. Singapore and Malaysia, since it was like the island that I was at was only about three hours away from uh, 
Singapore. So I went back and forth to renew my visa at least once. Yeah, from there. Yeah. So you, uh, that whole time was about 10 months and then nine or 10 months. Yeah. Nine or 10 months, three, mm-hmm. three months in Malaysia, you said a little bit over. So three months on the island, I was hopping around a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So each time you hop, like say Malaysia, you hop to Thailand, then mm. you'd hop back to Malaysia. I hopped back from Malaysia back to Singapore, Singapore over a couple of times. My mom came out to visit me at the time. Super crazy too. Yeah. The, the yeah, shout out. Mom. The, <laughs> yeah. um, the the prices on flights sounds like they would be expensive, but Asia, I mean, everything's so close. I mean, you got you got uh, what's it? Malaysia, uh, PI, I think uh, Singapore. So it's all like like each flight is like 150 bucks or something or less. Yeah, it's not. I, I can't recall, but it was pretty cheap. I tried to use uh, actually Bangkok as my hub. I was there for a little bit of time and. Uh, <laughs> I ended up trying to buy a restaurant out there too. It was oh, crazy. Damn. I threw down a little bit of money on a, you know, with somebody out there. And what happened? Uh, it just didn't work out. Like they didn't do it like super legitly, you uh. know, like writing out the contract or whatever it is. But hey, man, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. give it a shot. Anyways, I wanted to use Bangkok as my hub. It's like, hey, I'm going to have a place to go to every time I come back. So I was going to, I was going to have that spot mm-hmm. and then just fly out from there. Right. Uh, but it just never happened but uh good experience anyways man like uh thailand was a beautiful thing too spent like some time with uh a family up there in like the middle of thailand in uh Chiang Chiang rai uh yeah wang papau is like a small city out there and was was like going out and biking to a hot spring almost every morning and like oh it's crazy That's a cool. lot of old people out you there have pictures i do I do. Yeah. I got to dig them out though. Oh, say there's a butt in there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's like a different experience for me though. It's completely different. Thinking back now, do you think it was a, some sort of midlife crisis, something that you don't like the rat race in America and just didn't like this lifestyle here? I mean, yeah, part of it was definitely, I mean, it's just like, you said freedom at least four or five times already. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sure. That's in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely like that. And not, I mean, I guess it is a kind of a rat race when you, if perspective wise though, for me, it was just like, yeah, I mean, I did mention that before, like back in the past, it's like, oh, do I want to keep up with the Joneses here? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a mindset that had needed to be changed a yeah, little bit. It's like a bubble that yeah. we're living in. Yeah. 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 So I so I wanted to see outside of that. You did whatever you wanted to. How, for how yeah. long was this for? Nine months. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah awesome. yeah super crazy i had a reverse culture shock though actually we ended up going to uh australia afterwards before heading back home only for two weeks though but when i went to australia it was like reverse culture shock meaning like i was on an island for like three months right and then i come over to like melbourne and i'm like like long hair little dyed out like wearing <laughs> beach bum clothes and like <laughs> metropolitan area it's like going to portland and then it's just like oh, who is this guy has like all these bags around me like who this you gonna camp out right here maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing what i want to do yeah super crazy wait though. what time of year was it using australia oh uh, it was uh <laughs> it was coming to winter time okay at the same there time some crazy bugs out there Oh, I didn't even get to experience the outback at all. I was going to say, I wouldn't want to experience it. <laughs> you said you wouldn't want There's to, like yeah. spider webs everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure it's not like that everywhere, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. Everything's big and wild. Yeah, and for real. Hunter spiders or something like that. Yeah, Huntsman. Hunts, Huntsman. Huntsman. Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah. 
They're like freaking like I think uh, it's big. Yeah, and they like I I seen them like hiding <clears throat> underneath well in the videos anyways, underneath your uh car handle doors. Oh no. You go put your hand in there and get a <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no. too scary. You gotta like yeah. rush it every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what year was that trip? That was probably let's see, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So my, right there. mine was two thousand nine. So I I freaking had enough of this rat race here <laughs> and I freaking 2009 I fucked up my credit I th- I like <laughs> didn't I just left my cars that were on on loan from the bank I uh, charged up a bunch of credit cards I freaking left everything I just packed up everything into like two suitcases and just left just left everything mm-hmm. and uh went <clears throat> to Australia for 4 months Vietnam for 6 months um ended up with my dad in Houston for four months and then met Emmett in Vegas uh after that so did you start with the cosmopolitan after or no? uh not doubt that once I met with Emmett we started doing that cafe oh yeah cafe then, hoppa yep okay. and that didn't go well so that was about like <clears throat> two about two years taken up on that and then I found Cosmo shortly after that interesting so this was before Cosmo for you the trip mm-hmm. same yeah 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 I don't know. That's crazy. You had a second time around too. You're still at it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, last what, two years ago, I spent six more months. Six months in Vietnam. That's awesome. Um, I think the biggest change was that 2009 trip for me. My perspective on money, how to not spend beyond my means. I still dislike the rat race in America, but I think I think I'm more accepting of it. Yeah. Because it's like everybody has their own, right? And it's not, I mean, like it's whatever you want to make it anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's perspective, yeah. 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 I mean, you can't you can't fault somebody for trying to do their best at what they want to do, you know? Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different. I just, I think I just, for me, I just needed a kind of a more of an awakening for myself, you know? Got to learn different ways. Everybody learns differently. Mine would just need to be quitting my job and figuring it out. I don't know. I wonder yeah. for me, actually, it was when my salary, I felt got it for so many years as a software engineer um all my friends were their salary like their salaries were raising and for whatever reason mine was just barely they're like up here and i'm like down here mm-hmm. and whatever happened when i finally got to cosmo then the way that i carried myself or whatever happened just uh, some of it was some luck um some of it was slightly technically uh unethical some of the things like learning about someone's uh, co-workers pay so that I could pitch for my pay to the upper management later to get a get a higher pay when I had to rene- renegotiate um, but uh, I guess the what I was getting at for me to think about my life with that pay it made me feel better that I got more pay that I, I was okay with the rat race as long as my pay was close to my friends because I felt like why am I working so hard and all my friends are freaking their pay is all high and then mine's like down here so um, I guess oddly, I was okay with the rat waste race if um, if the pay. I got more water here. Okay. Um, I, I was okay with the rat race if my pay was reasonable, which is kind of, is that if we want to break it down to mental intelligence of money and time and freedom. But I guess time is money, so therefore I'm making more money per time, per minute. So... I think time is valuable. 
Yeah. And then we say time is money. But I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That translates to money. Yeah. It's what you make it. You ever have a, like a midlife crisis? Like what me and Earl talking about? I'm 35. How old are you guys? I'm 36. You're only one year older. 39. 38. No, 38 technically. That's too young for a midlife crisis, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I know for real. (laughs) You're right though. I'm like, I'm still piling it on. (laughs) 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 No, I just call it a midlife crisis uh, because I I think. I think it's just a term though. Well, I I think, I think I might be wrong. I think the term midlife crisis is when you get an an older person where they realize they've been working at a job for so long and their salary hasn't gone up and they've, they've reached a point in their life where they can't really change much. They're too old to change. So say they're 50. Uh, 50 something years old i guess it's different for everybody like uh everybody has a different type of crisis land that yeah. plane yeah you right. didn't land the plane oh, oh so yeah at 50 years Let old him land well, the plane <laughs> <laughs> land it my bad. he said he said in one phrase your response but he's got like this whole yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> set up yeah let's set it scenario, up 50, 50 years, years old, old like if they've already went to college and they've they've reached a a it's kind of a peak in their career or they're, they've hit uh, maybe a wall that they they see a, an invisible wall, meaning their career has led up to a point where this is at this point in their life, whatever job title they have mm-hmm. might be the final job title they have, or at least it won't go up much more than. So I think that's what a midlife crisis is, I think. Well, see, none of you have kids, right? No. See, that's the different oh, differentiator sure. here because because I had a kid so young, which is why I didn't finish my degrees. How old I had were a dropout, you? Uh, when I had a kid, uh, twenty one. When I got my girlfriend pregnant and when the baby came out, I was twenty two. But that derailed everything. There was no responsibility shift. Though. Yeah, it was no yeah. climbing a ladder mm. in the career. It was ah, I need to work. I, I was like a small engine mechanic. I uh, was a janitor. Uh, just I, I just had to pay bills, you know what I mean? Get diapers. I remember I was working security at the Flamingo, which was actually a fun job, but it did, doesn't pay that well. But, you know, I remember I had my apartment was seven fifty. I made $12 an hour, I think it was. And so, excuse me. Good. After paying the bills, it was $20 or was it 40 bucks? No, it was 40 bucks left over. So between, every two weeks I had 20 bucks to my girlfriend, 20 bucks to me. Everything's paid for. Right. And it was just like that for six months. And then I got into um, I've been was trying to get into IT some way. Somehow I didn't have my degree or certifications or anything. So I had to start from the bottom. Uh, so I was a printer technician first. And that was interesting. It was at like a Lamaze class where I met this guy. I heard him, a sales guy talking about uh, we are we need a technician, printer technician. I was like a security guard. And I'm like, I, I think I can do that. <laughs> so, uh, they were like, well, we're hiring and it's $15 an hour. I was like $15 an hour. Like, I, I need you to understand something like, uh, coming up a $10 an hour job was good. Right. It's what my, was a respectable job. When I made, uh, when I left from, uh, $12 an hour, I, that, that I cried, I got like emotional about it. Then, uh, the $15 an hour job was another emotional thing. Uh, every jump up past ten, I was like, "Man, this is a uh, this is good good pay." I think, yeah, it's but it's not. I had to work through feeling like I could even receive pay like that. Like I didn't even feel like I uh, was entitled to get paid well. Uh, it took a long time for me to work through that. 
Um, but yes. I guess it's like more self worth though. Then yeah, but okay. I I made as much as both of my parents combined income was by the time I was twenty four. I felt like I'm in this new area. Interesting. Yeah, they them them two together. Uh, when I moved out in two thousand four, two thousand five, I think they were making like sixty three thousand together. Um, and I seen their tax return. So then, uh, when I made that much money, I was twenty four, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" I'm like making more than my parents. So, um, I mean, at that point, it kind of became, "How much can I get?" Um, the highest I've gone since then was 103. Uh, that was for one year. That That's was awesome. Yeah, that was me doing um, uh, c- consulting, basically. Was so, that after Cosmo? Yeah. Nice. That's, kind of, that's actually why I left Cosmo. That's awesome. Uh, that's, <laughs> I, I thought you did that on your own. Man, though, right? I tried to get on yeah. uh, the security team so many times. I wanted to work with Scott Ringler's team or uh, the infrastructure team. And no one up until the point of me resigning had left ops into any of those departments. So like, I didn't care if I was working with uh, uh, just the username and passwords. What was that? Avateer or whatever the software. Was. I didn't care what it was. System get me administrator. Into, get yeah. me into the security or engineering. Yeah. I did not want to be, op- I never wanted to work operations help desk because I have a family, you know, I got to do what I got to do. But I was an engine mechanic for Ahern rentals. That job was kind of fun. Uh, but Anyways, uh, my, the the whole midlife crisis thing. My kid is now able to cook me breakfast. That's awesome. So <laughs> I'm starting to have like more time to myself. So maybe it's happening right now. I don't know, but is that a ROI like a return on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Because like, I'm like always uh, like I would take her to school, uh, pick her up in aftercare. Uh, you know, my while my ex wife was trying to you know, go to school or figure out what it was she wanted to do with her life. Uh, it was kind of like for a while I had two kids. Like, I mean, as respectfully as I could put that, basically they're both students not yeah. working. So to me, that's a dependent. That's what I meant by kids. But uh, anyway, she's about to graduate this week or next week. Finally, Ooh. we're not together anymore. But, oh, yeah. But uh, anyways, I mean, me saying pile it on or not – having a midlife crisis yet. I mean, I've just had nothing but responsibility since I came back from playing basketball, college basketball. So I've take responsibilities like a duty and I just do it. Yeah. I don't even No, that's awesome. It's you like got a robot. to. Yeah. The other day I was um it's awesome, but it's not because yeah. uh I have not never left the US. Yeah, but uh like I, I don't mean, even I travel. I don't even take PTO. Like, that's yeah. not okay. No, I say, at some point, I'm going to get burnt out. No, yourself, though, like, I understand, like, having kids is probably the most selfless thing, you know, ever. That was an accident. And yeah. I just. But then you just around. do it, though. Yeah. 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 yeah it just we weren't like, a party. we didn't even plan to be together for that. It was like 15 years together, me and her. But uh, it was like we were dating. And then uh, I got into it with my dad, and she got into it with her mom. So she moved out first, had her own apartment. And I was like, I'm paying rent and I'm paying for school cash. I was paying UNLV cash outside of my um, uh, academic scholarship. And then I was remaking all my credits up from Texas from uh, my associate's degree. And I didn't know I could appeal those credits. I just redid them all. And I paid uh, CSN. I did some classes there. Uh, UN, which, by the way, the hardest uh, teachers I've ever had was at CSN. I was at UNLV, the easiest. It was so easy. I, like I was sleeping class. That's crazy. Cause I was working four jobs. I was like working at Dillard's 
grocery bagger, stocked uh, chicken at the commissary, and I was a janitor. It's he. You're, that's that stuff is admirable. I think. Yeah, but I don't. I don't have the degree. Yeah. I mean, I went for it and didn't get it. That's crazy, though. Do you think about that? You being there, and then you you said that at your at your highest point, you were making one hundred and three at one time. One time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that that money got squandered to food and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> that sounds like an LET tax. Yeah. Oh what? A live entertainment yeah, yeah, tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just made that joke the other day. Was that with you? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was out here. I said I was going to charge her uh, LET. Oh for yeah, that's right. Messing with me out yeah. there. Anyway, uh, that's right. yeah. No, man. I'm. Uh, I, I think. I think I think it's happening now. Like I'm fed up with a lot of stuff. Like I know I've work, 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 work. Nothing's coming back. So maybe that's kind of how it goes. So like I'm only at this job I'm at now, which is operations basically. Um, I, because working as a, a engineer or anything like that, I would be working seven days a week on call or whatever. Mm. So I was causing issues on the mayor. So I was like, okay, I can take my job down a notch and just clock out it as like a help desk person. I'll be making less money. Things will be tight, but I could do it. You want me home more. So I did that. And anyway, we still end up getting divorced. So I'm just like uh, learning about people, relationships, and my personal career uh, goals, uh, money. But I need some experiences in my life too. Yeah. And I'm a, for now, what I'm looking forward to is just me and my daughter doing that together. Because like I say, she's already like a about to be a teenager in, it, what, in two weeks. So she's going through growth spurts now. She's like five eight, but uh, she, 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 like I said, she's she going to dunk cook. on you soon. I don't know. She <laughs> wants to be as tall as me. I'm like, I don't think you want to be as tall as me. <laughs> but whatever, you can be. She, yeah, she wants to be tall. She's gonna be tall. I think that's a lot to look forward to. But man. you're that's what you guys are doing. You can't do when you have kids. It's not that simple. Uh, something I'm, I'm gonna also jump back to where you're talking about this, uh, the amount of money that you're making $10 an hour, $15 back, back then. Um, someone pointed something to, or mentioned something to me the other day when I talked about a, a certain situation where I'm, I'm just going to use the word entitlement and not, mm-hmm. not what we, what I said that I didn't feel entitled to the pay. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I think currently like entitlement is kind of like, uh, um, the young people feeling entitled to certain things, the current, um, I would say the popular way of using that term right now. But anyways, um, millennials or whatever. Yeah. Um, when I got out of college, all my friends were getting jobs at like, uh, it was, we, I had an it, I had a network, a computer networks degree and all my friends were getting like 15, 17, $19 an hour. Mm -hmm. So I felt entitled to that. Like if, if someone didn't offer at least 15, I wasn't going to take the job. You have friends that were in the field. I do. I do. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's interesting on on I either had no side one tell me like i was literally in this uh, i'm a civilian my family was all military um mm-hmm. and then my friends were not in it i was the only one so no like it like if i had the insight like you did it would help me yeah yeah but it was hard i'd be sweating in there like how much do you want to get paid and i'm like i don't even know how much to yeah. ask for and yeah, i would yeah. lowball myself uh even when i like when i was making i think it was around forty eight thousand, and all my friends were making like 75, mm-hmm. 80, 90. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. why am I, 
I feel like I'm working harder than they do because yeah, you uh, probably were. <laughs> you you, you guys kind of know me. I'm I'm pretty aggressive in my approach on getting things done. If we clicked, yes, you're pretty like a responsible, get it done, diligent yeah, person. Yeah. So it 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 chewed at me for so many years yeah. to to try so hard and only get forty eight thousand when all mm -hmm. my friends were there. Um, at Cosmo, that's where like I was able to finagle into 75. I, I, felt jumped. Like I got overpaid over there, which has helped me out a lot with my confidence or whatever. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I worked at 75 for about two years and I was able to finagle up to like 97,000 mm. a year. And I was like, nice. even when I, when, when, when I remember interview uh, with the CEO at or CIO at the time, uh, Chris Singleton. Yeah. yeah. When I'm I still in touch with her. Uh, so when I um, interviewed with her, I remember saying, I want 97. I won't, I won't take anything less. Like I remember my heart was beating, yep. my heart was beating and the breath like left, like I could barely say 97,000. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nothing yeah. less though. <laughs> what was that? 97. <laughs> that was exactly it. It's <laughs> um, intense, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, some of it was, I was, uh, I think I'm able to say it now because they wouldn't know who gave me the, I had somebody on the inside telling me the salaries of other coworkers mm -hmm. and how much yeah, they yeah, were getting yeah. paid. <laughs> me too. <laughs> you did? Okay. Yeah. And so. You'd be dumb not to do that. Okay. I'm glad I've, I, uh, I feel, yep. I feel like people judge me when I say that. Oh no, man. Smart. It's true. You gotta be on your team. I think it's dumb that we can't talk about that. Yes. I, I fucking agree. It's true. Yeah. I fucking wholly agree. Uh, totally agree. Like we are over here getting pimped out. Like don't talk about, Hey, well, well, yeah. we should. That girl yeah, on the yeah. corner over there getting paid more than me. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, actually that happened with a, a guy on the team uh in the ops when he so like when we all got hired as analysts, really we were help desk. I I was told I was going to be working with Cisco equipment. Mm. We we was all Juniper. <laughs> so Juniper systems. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh anyways, uh it was what was it? Like 40 to 50, pick your number. Yeah. 40 to 50, pick your number, and I shot down the middle. I said 45. Done. Whatever you ask for is what you're going to get. And some people ask for 50, which I would would have done now. But at that time, I was 23, I think. That's pretty good, man. Um, yeah. Was I 23? I think it was 23, 2010. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, but, like, this one guy, he was, like, I think one of the older guys on the team, uh, he, he said 42. He got stuck there, 42. And um, when I became a, a lead, they just maxed you out at 60. So they just bump you up 15,000. I was at 45. It didn't matter. You're just going to get full salary. So I didn't have to ask for it. And I got it. I was like, that was another crying moment. <laughs> That's every, actually really good Every bump. tear was like a moment. Every tear was a tear. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, when I got the. I don't the, talk about that, but yeah, I mean, it, getting I, paid is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And when I would get it, I finally felt like valued. Yeah, when I got the offer letter at seventy five thousand, I like forwarded to all my family and friends. I was like, "Hey, look what I got!" Mm -hmm. When I got the ninety seven thousand, oh, you did uh, the same thing. It was a big deal for you too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Ninety seven. That's legit. Yeah. Because mine was I. I got that contract. Uh, I had to pay taxes on that, you know. But getting it as a job, well, I guess you pay taxes on your salary too. But it's different being employed at that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I was self employed. Yeah, yeah. You get so I kind of feel like. That's a little different. I don't know. But self-employment is weird. Um, it's, it's not a salary. 
and you you got to put yourself out there. So. How's it been? I mean, are you still doing that contract stuff? Uh, contracting? I have contracts now. Um, yes, definitely. Um, again, I rolled myself back to try to save my marriage, and I rolled back uh, like the marketing and trying to get more clients because it would keep me away. Now I can kind of do what I want. So I have a, a proposal. I just did a 3D Fresnel zone, uh, like point to point line of sight test. Somebody wants internet in Henderson. So I'm going to have that meeting. It was supposed to be yesterday. It got pushed to next week. Then I have another, your, your office. Uh, my intention is to hear them out. And, uh, but I'm going to be looking for how are they actually operating? Cause he may not know what he can do. Yeah. Because a lot of times people save money with me. It's not, I understand you're going to pay me, but you don't know what I'm gonna, capable of saving you. You don't even know. Just when people talk, <laughs> like I educate them and then I, I will walk with them through the process of basically vendor management. What are all your existing vendors? What are you paying for? Mm-hmm. And I help them out. So like when I, that $103,000 contract uh, was actually 85 a year. And then I had a, an extra $20,000 project I added on top of it. But I save them uh, over $100,000 a year in contract renegotiations. Yes, I understand mine was six figures, but it was less than their savings. Oh, for sure. So actually, it was as if I never came. Like, I, they, I left them better than I found them. That's so the way like to my do theory. it, man. Yeah, or not yeah. theory, but my philosophy. Yeah. But had they not taken that risk with me, right? I got, I got that job volunteering first. To, to get into IT for me, I, I, uh, I realized nonprofits won't turn down help. Hmm. So I would literally find equipment in dumpsters or whatever, take it out, set it up next to my bed in my apartment. And like, I had like a whole domain running. Uh, I had bootleg, yeah. remember Napster and uh, Morpheus yeah. and I downloaded, um, was it like the bootleg uh, server 2003 R2? Um, yeah, I had a whole bunch of like pixie boot and phone. I, like I was learning stuff on my own in my apartment. And That's then awesome. I would update my resume, right? Then I would go to a nonprofit and say, hey, can I perform this job for you? And then they they wouldn't say no because it's, I'm not charging them, right? So then I, hey, I'm going to use you as a contact. actually learn it. Like, yeah, well, that's uh, how I built my job. resume. That's awesome. So, yeah, I would get in there and not know what the hell I'm doing. I'm learning on the site. They don't know. And I'm <laughs> helping them out anyway. So I did that, uh, two or three different nonprofits, and then they actually became something. And one of the biggest volunteer is my biggest client right now. That's awesome. Uh, they're making a huge headways. Uh, Hope for Hope for Prisoners is the organization, and they're uh, they basically take uh, people that come out of prison and give them vocational skills and uh, a, a whole lot, man. Basically, help them come back into society. Basically, How long have you been with them? Two thousand. I actually met the guy personally before this even. It was it was a dream for him, and I just kind of supported him, prayed with him, stuff like that, and then. Um, it started from like nothing and now it's uh, he was just on the new donald trump uh uh, where is this going internationally (laughs) he internationally uh pardoned him for his uh because he he himself was a felon um and so he helps people get back into society the point is is that was one that i volunteered for free for years you're a trump supporter (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, you don't have to answer. No. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. I mean, Trump never really affected me personally. So I kind of think it's a waste of time to be like, oh, I'm a Democrat, Republican. I, I remember voting Libertarian one time. I felt like I was a waste because mm-hmm. it's going to be one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of dumb. I was like, all yeah, right, that yeah. was a waste of vote. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
So no, actually now, um, because I'm involved in all these different um, uh, nonprofits, I know who who can affect the people I already support in town that I see making a change. So if I know this judge works with them or this, I don't know all the titles, but I kind of would do homework like that when I voted this year. So I guess the older I get, the more conservative I'm getting or the more I care. Interesting. Right? Or like you're going to affect my kid. So then I start voting towards that way. But at the end of the day, are there a lot of them just local uh, nonprofit organizations? Or are they national? This, this is going to become national. No, they're all local. Okay. Yeah, they're all local, but That's no, this cool. one's going to be national. It's growing. I want to join a few. Yeah. Yeah. Have a, have join a, a few, few what? Nonprofits? Mm-hmm. Just to help too. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, they have seats for help. That'd be cool. But it, turn it, down, it started off with nothing. Turn down help. I know. Yeah. People would uh, dump off junk and want a tax return and then I would pick it up and sort through, make it work. And then I got building resume then that's how I, that's how i got to city center and cosmopolitan like that do you feel that you have a sense of uh entitlement that changes now that changed now uh entitlement towards pay or yeah i know too much now <laughs> i get it i understand why they don't like older people now <laughs> i get it i was like all right because when i was young i didn't know that they was getting over on me now i know and i worked in management well, you know, with that in itself, though, like, I feel like, you know, all that we're talking about, it's, um, it's very personal, man. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I feel, well, you know, I, the thing that sucks is earlier when you said that uh, people don't talk about it enough. Yeah. I fucking agree with that. Yeah. It's almost like the, the capitalist system has built some type of like uh, concrete jungle with these buildings and managers and c- companies where they don't want us to You're share knowledge controlled, yeah. and they control our salaries because we don't talk with each other. But I feel like it holds us down because we're not sharing that information. Of and, and the other thing is, and somehow through that culture, I feel like Americans have gotten protective of their salary, meaning they don't want to talk about their salary where I'm like with, I guess with closer friends, I'm okay saying, yeah, I used to make $97,000 at this place. There's certain people when they hear numbers, they get like, oh, you made that much money. Like, what can I get out of you? Um, but with good friends, yeah, I openly talk about every, every little detail from, um, making that 48,000 jumping to 75 and then a year, like two years later, jumping to 95. Like that's pretty big, man. All within freaking like three years. Like that's nuts. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. <clears throat> but I, I guess for me to feel that, uh, that I, I was already doing that work. It's, there was actually no, in my opinion, there was no change. I was already doing software engineering at that level. So when they gave it to me, I felt like, hey, I deserve this. Like you guys should get some back pay. Yeah, seriously, they fucking <laughs> should have paid me. God, man, I, I don't know. Um, whether it be that I'm a shorter Asian guy, whether upper management white people maybe didn't want to give me a promotion because I'm yep. Asian or I'm short, either one. Um, so that was. Yeah, it, it's insidious, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, like all of this discussion we we've learned. You know, and we all learn in different ways. It's oh, just yeah. all life experiences anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, no matter what it is, it's built you to who you are today. Oh, yeah. Right. And I mean, it's like, in, it, I feel like sometimes uh, we learn things all in different ways. Um, you know, like not everybody can go out and travel. Not everybody can have a kid and do what you did either to do what you did to make it how you are today. You know, I mean, it It takes, a. It. I think, uh, 
I mean, in myself, I think that you got to go through some adversity. Either you, like, you seem like you've done it from ground up yeah. and you've made it work for yourself. Um, for me, kind of, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I've had it pretty easy a little bit in my mind for myself. Why would you say that? Uh, I mean, not easy, but, you know, like, was it really like a struggle, struggle? Maybe like mentally it didn't really feel like it a whole lot, but I was getting complacent. You know, for me, it was like a different type of growth. Like I think it was complacent because it wasn't hard. Possibly. Yeah. Not challenging enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, never really put myself through that adversity itself. Right. And I just was like, maybe I was like, eh, you know, like, what is it? Like, where can I find it? Where am I going to put my whys? Where am I going to put my, you know, like what, what I want to learn? How am I going to build as a character, you know, and what I do? Um, that's what I was saying. Like, even in this last job, like that I've learned over the last five months, um, learn more about myself and like being more comfortable mm -hmm. who I am and expressing myself, uh, than I had in like other jobs. I mean, when you work it, what are you doing? You're just in front of the computer. Most of the time, you're not really talking to much many people for me anyways. Well, I know it depends auditing. on. Yeah. I'm an ops. I'm the face. You got to face. People. Yeah. So it's like, a, I guess it's different. I guess yeah. it's different. Right. Um, but I, I feel like going through life, we, we learn our lessons at different stages. Mm -hmm. uh, some some people need to learn it over and over again, and <laughs> yeah. some people never learn it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's different. I mean, we, we just got to take it for what it is. I mean, and if we've learned the lesson or if like not, is was there a lesson to be learned or is it just enjoying life? For like, me, uh, there's, there's an odd um, par paradigm where mm -hmm. on one I don't paradigm's probably not the right word. On one side, I feel very fortunate to have the experiences that I have, as mm -hmm. in I've been able to get a salary yeah. that was almost six figures. Yeah. I've been able to work in a corporate environment. I've been able to work at small companies. I've been able to see so many things. Yeah. And then there's on the other side, my I'll call my call it my bratty uh, first world problems pers persona. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why am I not making a hundred and 10,000, 120,000, like my other friends that are making that. So I'm very fortunate on one side. And then the other side, I'm just a first world problems type of person. Um, I, when I was climbing up to like, when I went up to 48,000, I had like two friends that their salaries weren't um, high either. And they're like, oh man, if I made your money, that'd be great. It was kind of interesting for me to complain and then hear them they're like oh man you're making so much money oh they're doing the same with you you're not even realizing yeah exactly you. yeah 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 i remember those friends still till today and i, I don't i don't have an i don't really have an answer for them there was something or well not that i sh uh, i don't know what to say to them to make them feel better even if i were to talk to them now that was 10 what was that 10 12 12 years ago yeah i mean what? you gotta just realize i mean they have this one uh what is it uh this guy he paraphrased every like what he can in this poem or this little speech or whatever. It's called the Desiderata. Have you ever heard of it before? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a very beautiful thing. It's like go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. Um, there's a lot of like sayings in there where he's trying to place like his life teachings in this thing, and one of them in there is um, you always come across greater or lesser persons than yourself. You know, and you got to realize that it doesn't really matter. You're always going to be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Mm -hmm. And like realizing that and being okay with that and content with that, it's, it's, uh, it's humbling to know that at the same time that there is, you know, on the other side and the other side too, you know?
mm-hmm. is you got to be okay with it and you know take it for what it is it's just the way things flow anyways it's acceptance more than anything not mm. just really dwelling on it but acceptance that's what i think so i'm going to take you to a uh, first world experience that i got to have <laughs> and that you might you you alleged uh, you might have joined in or you might not have joined in. Okay. And something that I invited Ricky to, Hong Kong and TJ. <laughs> what are your comments on Hong Kong and TJ? Um, I, I, you know, that place is a lot of fun over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, I'll, it's, it's different experience. It is whatever you want it to be over there. So Hong Kong is, uh, I think, I think I sent you links to that. Um, uh-huh. it's like the strip club in uh, TJ. Um, See, I've never been to a strip club. So, because uh, so, let me uh, walk Earl through our conversation. So, me and Ricky were talking about just, just like smooth talking to women, the way you talk to women and whatnot. And I was like, "Hey, I should take you down to TJ. You can meet some of the girls at Hong Kong." And then, oh, Hong Kong is in TJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that. Oh, I thought you meant China or that, <laughs> Mexico. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that cl- that club where all those women are um, are in TJ. So uh, me and Earl went uh, a couple Thanksgiving Thanksgivings ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was he was a- like, oh, you don't want to go visit my mom, and I was like, oh, you know what? That sounds like fun. I know I had family out here, but you know what? I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Lamb out there and see what happens. He's like, uh, you should bring your passport just in case. I was like, oh, what is he talking about? All right, I'll bring my passport. <laughs> That's what happened. Like, Shout out to Todd for that fun weekend or weekend or well. I guess Thanksgiving yeah. weekend down in Hong Kong. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just experiences in life. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I don't know. Uh, uh, beautiful women walking everywhere and you just got a bunch of uh, $1 bills to get some attention here and there. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, Anyways, I, I'll, I suppose you got to at least try it once, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if you, you guys are going to be the tour guide. Yes. <laughs> yes. Crazy. I'm totally down. I told my wife about it. She was down. <laughs> very open mind yeah that's the way i roll yeah. my girlfriend's like oh you gotta be on that corner over there making the money <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> i don't know i mean it, it i guess it's whatever you want to make i know you were saying like like you're at a point in life in yourself is like well you know a lot of those experiences and stuff like um do you feel like it is like getting to that point where you want to experience more i guess it depends like I feel like a lot of growth is, uh, it's a lot of it's self growth. You don't even know it's happening until right. you go through it right. or you went through it. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I actually like for me, I'm more excited for you mm. than anything else because there's so much you haven't explored mm-hmm. that when you go through them, you're going to, I mean, like it, it feels like there's a whole, for me, it feels like you're going to, you're going to come across a whole new world you haven't explored before and you know you're going to get there you said you're going to take your daughter with you and yeah. everything else and i think that's a beautiful thing Yeah, people hop on planes all the time i'm like i want to do that you're gonna do that yeah yeah i'm gonna go i'll be down there next weekend where, where are you at miami okay <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know yeah you make it happen but what's all this work for if you're not actually experiencing stuff yeah yeah so yeah i think it's good yeah. But to each their own on what their happiness is. Too. That's true. Um, yeah. Some some people, I don't know. I, I think it was the other day I was saying, if you enjoy pineapple pancakes and that's your happy spot. That sounds <laughs> Where you get these at? <laughs> I, I, I was just making it up. Uh, if that's your happy spot and 
And if for whatever reason you work hard at life and that's all you want and you are happy with it, so be it. I, I can't be one to judge and say that you should travel or you should go experience that. If that's your happy spot, then dope, so so be it. Yeah. Um, Gotta I, have bacon with it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple bacon. Yeah. Ooh. I, I wonder how much media uh, advertisement, like a Mercedes commercial, a people wearing Gucci, it like it's like a subliminal effect on us where all of us Americans are driven to be good consumers and buy and buy and buy and live into the I don't I don't think I fall in that but I know what you're saying neither <laughs> I, I I'm yeah. rich in uh in experience yeah uh, not so much in uh things yeah I'll be yeah. if there's something going on right now that's popular consumers right they're jumping on and buying it and by the time that fad is over and it's actually on sale now I might try it out that's where Ricky's at it's no longer cool though but I didn't pay full price. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm along the same lines. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Do you still find that you're, are you still consuming? Uh, of course. A, a decent amount of your salary or your, your income into uh, consumables, goods. Uh, consumables, not a correct, not a good word. Uh, and I, I like actually like watching you stumble over which word is the right <laughs> one. Because I think earlier it was, uh, Ah, I, I forgot. So products and and collectibles. What are you talking about? Just uh, d- if you had to just self, uh, reflect on yourself on how what much do I money, spend money on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel um, that you I'm waste actually, a lot on no, products and stuff? I'm actually quite uh, tight <laughs> mm. with spending. But uh, what I do is now, so see, since now that I pay child support, uh, when I pay, then I give myself an allowance. So I was like, oh, I pay her and I'm, I'm going to keep this much so now i <laughs> i take the same amount of cash out put it aside and i use that to be social because I, I otherwise i'm just saving money right now so i would right now happy hour has been a thing because i didn't know i can have like six drinks for under 20 bucks you know that's <laughs> down. That was incredible God, i'm down, down. <laughs> yeah i was like what oh that's why you said happy hour the other day yeah i was like bought drinks i was like okay i got this it's all 18 something <laughs> yeah, i got real. it <laughs> and the wings you know so that's kind of what i'm doing and then uh just trying to hang out so a lot of stuff i'm doing is where i might bring my grill and grill some burgers at the park the park was free boulder city beach free that's dope yeah, I mean, you get some firewood uh, from the store. It's like four or five bucks a bundle. Where's get Boulder City Beach at? Uh, you just drive down Lake Mead Parkway and just keep going for like 25, 30 minutes. It's Lake Mead, though, or no? Yeah, it's Lake Mead, but it's not a beach, though. It's a, literally, uh, I pull into this parking lot, and there's all these like uh, grilling, picnic, and fire pit areas, and it's free. Um, and then I, I get about two hours worth of firewood, which is 20 bucks. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I go out there. I bring my own bottle. Have my friend uh, or uh, my daughter, whatever, and then uh, we we're gonna start a fire, grill so- some burgers. Real that sounds quick. pretty dope. And it doesn't yeah. cost that much money. Yeah, yeah. So you hanging out with friends, talking, thirty bucks max. I'm uh, but I'm not me, consuming anything. I'll answer for me where I spend my money lately. Then Earl, you go next, just for the heck of it. Um, <laughs> lately, it's this equipment that you guys see, I've been spending a lot of fucking money on this stuff. Um, Looks expensive. Yeah, um, for real. But, but I feel like it's an investment. Uh, I think in the beginning, my wife was like, "What are you fucking doing? This shit's expensive. <laughs> like, why? why? Um, you go ham though. When you go deep, you go hella. Hey, you doing it well, also. Yeah. Thank you. Like, even your intro, nice. I was like, wow, this is like it legit. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So there's other like equipment, like the computer. I upgraded my computer um, because it's got to process the 4K video and stuff. Um, the fr- I have like an 18 terabyte hard drive. For me, that seems like a lot of lot of storage space. You work in an IT, you probably deal with servers. Yeah, so but you got footage, so that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. It's for I'm every every true. recording is about um, now. I'm reaching. Th- about 350 gigs. Are you per. archiving on like Wasabi S3 or something, or where are you archiving? Archiving into just a uh, standard uh, hard uh, standard hard drive. Uh, oh, you're actually using hardware to archive. So uh, you just dude. keep buying hard drives. Um, so, um, I think I'm gonna just do a six months rolling. Okay. Into and that the, hard drive. Well, I, guess, I guess it's on YouTube. Exactly. I but well, the problem is if some if a guest if a guest comes back and says, hey, I want you to delete this. I want you to change this footage in some way, like say one word, they just want one word in it for whatever reason. Well, I could do that through, I can't really do that through YouTube easily. Are you sure? I could cut out stuff in YouTube. Like I could cut out like a second, a minute, two minutes, but I can't, I can't change the, I, I've actually had requests where someone said like, say, say they, they said the number 10 and they meant the word not, they meant to say nine. So I've actually had, um, like them record something, send oh, it to that's me, cool. and then I, I splice it in. That's something I can. That's so weird. So they're saying, but we hear nine. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's like a. Old, did you speak just Vietnamese right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Harvest film. So that's why I'm doing the six months rolling for the archive, and then if someone has a request after six months, I'm like, I'm just gonna say, uh, too bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got the IT compliance, right? <laughs> um, so I spend money on this hardware, but it's it's kind of a, I think a one-time cost. Um, what are you using, uh, Synology or what? What is your NAS? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I don't have it. I'm just starting on that 18 terabyte drive. The one drive is 18 terabyte? Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> I mean, all right, it's I have, working. I have a, a two terabyte solid state that's like a, um, I forget, like a. So it's not an in array. It's one disk. You literally one. can lose it all. I could, yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, what? Oh, so I, on the, my solid state drive, I have the most recent one that I'm cutting and uh, the, the six or five most recent uh, recordings. Mm-hmm. I'll cut that up on the super fast drive. I also have a copy on the archive. Mm. And then when I'm done on cutting the video, I'll, I'll just delete it off that. I just have a copy on the archive only, right. if that makes sense. So, so you got two copies every time you're working on a project. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Is that enough redundancy? I mean, it, it's, <laughs> at least it's in two places. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, two places, one computer. If that, if the whole computer that's water cooled, if it were to leak, that would fucking suck. Do they leak? Well, I have, I mean, I've been running for... Do they erode and leak one day? Um, I haven't heard of that. Or corrode? Uh, they do corrode to some... Erode? Anyway, corrode. now I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I at least have an excuse. When I went to Vietnam for six throwing months... throwing Vietnamese like, there, just I real quick. Have an excuse if you, if you go to a country languages. for six months and talk their language for six months, you, slow, you lose your English if you're not practicing your English every day. Yeah. So that's my excuse. Um, the last time uh, in 2009, when I went to Vietnam for yeah. six months, I feel like it took three years to get me back to the English that I was used to, if that makes sense. Mm. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so, so when you sense. see me struggling for words right now, this is exactly because I spent that six months in Vietnam, which was what now two years ago. So hopefully in about a year, hopefully I'll get back to normal. Hmm. It, you sound like a COVID-19 thing. Like 
we'll get back to normal soon. <laughs> <laughs> so um so i don't have like uh amazon prime i don't have netflix i don't spend money on that stuff i don't have any music subscriptions i don't have any subscriptions to anything um so my money has subscriptions yeah do you have like over 150 dollars worth of subscri- subscriptions um so then just this hardware and then the only other thing me and my wife do is we go camping so that's our money oh, I, okay. I feel like camping is pretty cheap now once you buy your camping equipment one time after that it's just what kind of camping though you like you bring in your meal or like you're roughing it out you're digging holes to go to the bathroom which no no not that rough um <laughs> right just bring bring a tent bring food and park near bathroom uh yeah yeah how many days uh anywhere between two to nine days how many <laughs> that was uh, so random two to nine yeah that's a pretty big uh span there so you shower like how do you shower uh, well it depends on the place um they have facilities there they may have facilities ah. uh because of covid a lot of the places shut down their showers so that the even the last trip that we just did uh three weeks ago we had a um we had the shower bag where you fill it up with water yeah the solar shower yeah well it's not the solar sucks because it um the it, sun's supposed to warm it up it's right supposed there. to <laughs> but it, it doesn't do a very good job it was cold man <laughs> it was freaking cold um and then in la- i'm about to join you man yeah my daughter you, wants yeah, to go camping. you're more than welcome to i'll i'll, I'll give you the itinerary in the next I gotta um, get a tent first in the next um five in the next should we just do one over at mount charleston sometime one i'm down time? man just to do like uh just a small weekend yeah. trip make it easy just make it quick yeah. Right here, yeah. Not like right, now. Go foul. <laughs> right now, right now, right <laughs> now. That should be um, dope, though. Yeah. yeah, in the yeah. next four months, yeah. I think I got five trips. So if you want to j- join, and and any of the sites that I I already booked, Where are you going? You're going out of state. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many national parks are you trying to hit this year? Um. Four. Four. I thought there were a Where lot more. Yosemite, one of them. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite was, but there was some weird issue when i tried to book it they said there was flooding that type type of year then a big fire just happened and it was all mm. so the, the uh california just had some big some big fires so it really fucked up the trees and and the national parks there yeah mm. um so be not doing yosemite so i'm doing sequoia in three weeks as um because that's the closest thing i think to yosemite um doing redwoods that's northern Ooh. california that's all awesome. things are scary man yeah, I went, uh, scary as in you're afraid it's gonna fall on you. No, it's like I was driving up north to pick up my uh, in-law, and uh, she lived in I can't remember the name of it. It's all the way up north, and I got out. I had to go to the bathroom, and there was nowhere to stop. Like it's just you're driving through all these trees. Mm. I didn't know these were these big redwoods. So I get out the car, and I'm just like going on the side of the road, and I, it's just like oddly silent. Like normally there should be some ambient noise. You're outside. Mm-hmm. And it's just silent. Then I look up and it's just this big, massive tree. You and just I never felt, really. I felt so small. Yeah. I don't think you've <laughs> ever felt the, that way. <laughs> is that the first time yeah. since, since you were like five years old? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no sound. And I was like, oh, like this tree is scaring me, man. Uh, like I got back in the car, but I was like, uh, I don't know. It felt powerful. Like, I don't know. Like I ain't shit. Like I don't know. Was there any, <laughs> any, uh, just the, the tree itself or do you happen to get like uh, scared with like ghosts or anything? No, it was just dark outside. I didn't realize cause I couldn't see cause it's a tree. Um, and there's so much, so much foliage, right? So 
I didn't know I was next to all these massive trees because I was driving at night. Mm. So yeah, that I felt humbled. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, this thing is powerful. Yeah. Have you have you been to Redwoods, uh, Earl? Only when I was really young. I can't even recall. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to head out there. Not because it would fall, just because it's so big, and I'm not that big. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another trip that I'm really looking forward to is Sawtooth National Forest, I think, in uh, Idaho. It, it looks like Yellowstone in Yosemite. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they had something like that out there. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty out there. You've you been, you been to Sawtooth so you, or, or Idaho? Utah. I've never been to Utah. So who's a hole? I always say Utah. I don't know. Uh, since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, we got a, we uh, booked a, he's like, what? <laughs> we Moving booked, on. We booked a place that's supposedly right on the lake there in, in Saw- Sawtooth. So I'm really looking forward to camping. I have friends from there and they always go and they share photos. And I'm like, I might want to go one time. Yeah, you should come with us. Yeah, they're, I can't remember where they're from out there, but. When Bo- you go? Boise. Uh, that one, I think is. I think August or July. Nice. Um, the all the sites usually um, are like six up to six people. So it's just me and my wife. So if anybody wants to join, you guys could come along. That sounds dope. That's yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. 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 In July. That's like soon. Here, let me let me confirm the exact date for you. Um, Supposed to be going to Indiana with Sanchez. Wait, y'all know Sanchez. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I called Sanchez. I crashed his drone or drone once. September remember. You did what? Crashed his drone. You crashed his drone. Yeah. Did you pay for it? No. <laughs> Does he what? hate you? Is there he a did crash? A little bit. I didn't know he had a drone. I'm about to ask him about this. I think it was Mike Sanchez, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, from the Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty uh Mike Sanchez is pretty outgoing, always funny, joking around, right? Am I thinking of the right wait? I don't know. He glasses? I don't think so. He didn't wear glasses. Oh, no. I'm thinking. Another else. No, he didn't wear glasses. I thought. I thought the other guy. I thought that with the glass, well, kind of chubby, know. little chubby. bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, okay. So September sixth is actually. I, I told you wrong about July. So September sixth is when we're going. It's <laughs> so random. What the the camping stuff? <laughs> just everything. <laughs> That's this conversation. Yeah. yeah. This is a bunch of tangents. Talks with Lim. It should be Tangents with Lim- Limley. <laughs> yeah. That should be the name of the show. I like that. Yeah, so I guess for me, what I spend my most money on Back is... to the original tangent. Yes. Food. I like food a lot. Probably too much sometimes. Like Gotta restaurants or, or buying at the store and then cooking at home? Restaurants for the most question. part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I... I, I I was a, I'm a recovering foodie. I've never been on Yelp too much in like impossible. Oh, how are you going to recover from that? I know you just don't dude. That's why I'm still recovering. <laughs> I don't know many years. Don't even, don't even recover. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I like it. I like trying new food out. Oh like yeah. Me everywhere. too. I love it. Yeah. yeah. If, That's most of my, like most of, most of my expenses go to food for mm-hmm. sure. Um, enjoy the company of people, you know, going out, hanging out, whatever it is. But um, this is company for me. I enjoy yeah. this type of company. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. It's just, there's no food. 
Uh, the food, I feel like... <laughs> I'm trying to tie it into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, we'll do one with wings oh, for you. Oh, that'd Sometime be hello we'll crazy. We'll fucking do wings and, uh, and rum, right? Or uh, gin. Oh, gin? Oh, my God. Crazy. Gin wings. We just changed this whole, like, dynamic Dude. to, like, a foodie thing. Like, place it right here and just eat. He's like, Ooh. one episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, one episode. <laughs> exactly. That's it. My mind. <laughs> we could try it out. We, we actually, we did that episode with the wine, uh, sommelier. Oh, sommelier. Uh, yeah, Somalia. Somalia. Cool. Oh, my yeah. sister's that, and it sounds like Somalia. Yeah, Somalia. yeah. Okay. Um, and the amount of eating and drinking, like it, it the the what is the the sounds? Is yeah, just, it's I don't not like good. that. I don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. watch that on purpose. That's okay. Was yeah. that ASMR? People watch. Yeah. People oh yeah. Watch people yeah. eat. Food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm I'm not as bad. Uh, it doesn't bother me as bad, but I, I it does. If after a while, yeah, I could see. It I'm on YouTube a lot, learning stuff, and if you got a wet mouth. Uh, mm. You I said they can't do it. Down. You can't. I, I'm do hearing it. your mouth splash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, nah, man. Nasty. I feel like you're in my ear, like mm-hmm. licking my ear or something. <laughs> I was just <laughs> talking to this with my girlfriend. At one point, I was like, "Hey, you know they have that uh, fans only or only fans, whatever it is. I don't know. If you're familiar only fans, with yeah. Only fans. Uh-huh. You just do an only fans ASMR instead. <laughs> <laughs> just all sound instead. <laughs> I was probably doing that." think so i yeah. would bet yeah yeah, yeah. her, her nickname inter- was supposed to be uh tasty testies <laughs> <laughs> i feel with the internet every every finish <laughs> <laughs> that got to earl yeah. <laughs> yeah, huh? what? i feel like every fetish is available on on the internet i, yeah. I, I feel like it's always out there hey you never know i've never searched it but Maybe we can bleep so. that out later. <laughs> what do you believe about Tasty Tasty? <laughs> yeah. You can't unsay that. I mean, you can edit it, but I thought you were talking about a woman. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, this is a guy. No, girlfriend. Why Why would hers be called Tasty Tasty? I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I know how, but that changes the whole conversation. <laughs> I'm going to go on uh, changing the conversation. What do you guys think about cannabis? So I'm a lightweight. Uh, d- um, should, is there anything on your job that you should not? They don't, they don't drug test. And then it's also recreational in, in Nevada. Anything yeah. on your job? No. Nope. That we should not talk. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> you're, you're a lightweight. I'm a lightweight. Lightweight. It's not fun for me. I'm not cool. Hi. It's not my thing. Have you, as in, have you never had a good experience uh, hanging out with friends while high? Uh, it, no. Huh. Well, we'll have to do, uh, see that? This that is how it starts every time and I don't <laughs> have a good time. See that little can right there? I've seen it it's already. super light. It's 8% THC. 8%. Yeah, um, I've, I've I, I don't know. I end up either going to sleep or I'm... I'm, too much. I'm like you, man. I fucking not. Like, I don't like going to sleep if I'm trying to hang out. Yeah, yeah. I have friends that are like, oh, just smoke sativa. You'll be fine. But sativa knocks me, That's the what fuck knocks out. me out. Yeah, yeah. It not, it, so two indica, hours max. Three, it, two, three hours max, I'm out. Do you, uh, does indica, indica it happen? It lingers in, when I wake up. Like it's still in there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that too sometimes. Yeah. 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 Like the recovery is a little indica, longer now. With indica, yeah. um, I'm, I feel like I can't access my mind. This is the best way I can explain it is imagine you've seen people do the saran wrap prank where they put it on the toilet and the pee bounces off of it. 
Oh, uh, okay. I can imagine. Uh, you ever no. seen that? I, I, yeah, I think I have. They basically yeah. piss on themselves. Yeah. Well, that's like that's the best analogy where I'm trying to access my thoughts uh, and, and I can't blocked. penetrate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's not there, yeah. and I hate that. Then yeah. I, there's like a I don't know if it's anxiety or what it is, but I, I I'm not able. When when you've gone indica, was it? Uh, did you look at how much TS- Man, THC? I went down this path uh, many oh, really? times. Yeah, okay. CBD, uh, in-house flower. I tried all this different stuff. It's just not for me. Huh. And then have you tried like bong blunt, bong, bong blunt? Not bong, uh, but yes, I've tried all vape the other pen. little stuff. The vape pen. I mean, I have one, but it, let's put it this way: I had one for so long, uh, it it's uh, stuck. The oil. Yeah, you can't smoke it. Because that's how I line of a weight. And it was 50 50 or a one to one. CBD. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not, it's just not my thing. <clears throat> gotcha. I don't enjoy it. I, um, one of my most favorite, actually, favorite memories is when we, me, you, Marvin Wilson, um, we went to, was it when where we got the Impossible Burger? Oh, we yeah. lit up, we lit up a joint. I forget if you guys did the, bu- the bong at the house. I don't remember. Uh, we went to Win to get the Impossible Burger. I think we went to a sushi joint afterwards. A bang, bang, Ooh. bang. And then we went bang, to... All, right. all kind of food. Where did we go afterwards to eat after that? That was like the... I had this light high where I just... I oh. hit the blunt like only, I think, three times that night. Uh, I hit it once at the house. I think once at the sushi place. And then once at the second restaurant, I forget the, if we did a second, or I think we did a third restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that was the best fun. Like we, were, I just had a light high throughout the. How whole many day. hours a span was that? Long was time, three, four, four hours. Four hours you ate at three places. Yeah, <laughs> you, but when you're high, man, you can get the munchies, man. I know. Tearing yeah, Lem, Lem's quoted that as a bang, bang, bang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a, like you you do the first one, that's a bang, and then the second one you go bang, bang. And then yep. the third one's a bang, bang, bang. Yep. yep. <laughs> so much the third time you hit the blunt? No, no the food. Food-wise. Food uh, <laughs> just different places you go. You just oh, another muck bang. bang. That's what it's called. The nasty food thing on YouTube. Oh, oh is that what uh, it is? Oh, when they bang. eat? Yeah. In front uh, of the... It's sexual. Oh, is it? I think so. I think that's what Ooh. it's about. I didn't know that. Think about it. Mm. When you watch a mukbang, there's something getting... It looks like... I think mm. that's what they're going for. Really? I didn't know that's that. That's why it's nasty. Interesting. I don't know. It gross. All that stuff grossed me up. Anyways. So bang, if, bang, bang. if I could convince you to try a blunt with me mm-hmm. and I will force you to only hit that blunt once. I might need to sleep here. No, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll pick a day that you got time off mm-hmm. and just at least try it. I'm going to pick the lightest. You have tomorrow. Sativa. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Might work. Okay. Are you down for tomorrow? I mean, oh, wait. are you Tomorrow's off Friday. To, wait, wait. Yeah. I, don't, I get my kid back on Sunday. So tomorrow's perfect. You mean like tonight's perfect for tomorrow? No, I work tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what time are you off tomorrow? I like doing on the spontane- uh, spontaneous stuff, but not this because I, I won't wake up. Okay. What time are you off work tomorrow? Uh, I don't know if I can, though. Okay. about tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? Why? Uh, do you work? Yeah, I do work tomorrow. No, 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 no. Saturday. You Saturday? Saturday? No, but we're planning to do a double date. Saturday? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, uh, a um, what, what do you call it? Like where you pick the fruits at a, at a like, like a, a farm? Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Oh, cool. Orchard. 
yeah. up there. We pick the fruits and veggies out nice. there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's why Friday night you don't want to be up too late. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably would be the best. But I mean, if we hit it, we might just fall asleep. So. <laughs> It, it kind of don't sound like fun. Though, I'm just saying. I'll, so my game plan is do, get a blunt because that's the lowest. Because if you if you do a, a vape pen or a bong, in my opinion, the amount of THC like it, you get the highest amount of THC. Like a bong, I think is something like 99 percent of the THC. So wow. even if there's 8 percent THC, you're getting 99 percent of that 8 percent. Where a blunt, like I I don't know the numbers. I think it's like 60 percent. You get 60 percent of that 8 percent. So you get this a, a smaller amount. And then I would force you to just do one hit, wait, freaking saying force. <laughs> you said it like three times because I don't know. I don't, you keep on, you've said multiple times that it doesn't work, but there's gotta be either something. You might be right. I, maybe I'm doing too much of it. Probably. Yeah. Normally yeah. you might be on something. Happened. Typically yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then that's what I, I smoke mean, hookah and uh, that's big hits. Yeah. Maybe I'm in it too hard. No, no. When I, I take a small, like, and then that's one hit for me. Okay. Some people are like, yeah, that's no. one. No, no, no. That's See, that that's what you're. Uh, that's that one hit wonder, man. Huh? One hit wonder. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh. Yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> go hard or go home. Sometimes well, optimize that hit. Uh, or go go hard and or go and, to sleep. And <laughs> what we could do tomorrow is get wi- a bunch like of wings. Get a bunch of wings. Oh, I air fried wings for get, the first time two days ago. Came out amazing. Where? Air fry oh, the you wings. made them? Make our own. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. We got an air fryer. Yeah. I haven't used that air fryer Because if you yet, buy so the wings, they get cold. I don't know. I want them fresh. We'll make them. Yeah, yeah. I'm down or with I'll that. make them, whatever. I'm down with they that. St- they turn out like hella crispy still. Damn. Yeah, man. But I have photos in my phone. Better than the oven? oven uh, like yeah. Better than the oven. The grill. Grill's good, but that's char. You know, mm-hmm. the air fried wings were great. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it was crispy and I tossed it in my sauce. It was, it was amazing. It was so good. I bit the bone like I eat the bone, too. If really? it's good. Yeah. If it's cooked right well, I will eat. What kind of sauce do you put in it? Um, Right now I'm doing uh hot sauce, like buffalo sauce. But then I bought homemade the, or no, no, I don't make my own sauce. No, uh, say, but I bought yeah. the B-dubs uh, Asian Zing. Oh yeah, that was delicious. Oh, that sounds hella bomb. Uh, Parmesan garlic from B Dubs, that one's good too. I'm thinking about my comment on how lightweight I am when I talk about when I take a a hit that light. Like I feel like a fucking pussy, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm if li- it works, it works, right? It, it works, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that uh, when we how many years ago was that when we did that? Wait a thing, minute, man, back, back up, back up, back up. You say you feel like a pussy. You know those that organ is incredible. Like it, it's true though. Take a beating. Oh, Take a beating. Yeah, yeah. A baby? What? <laughs> no, <bro. laughs> and it recovers. Anyway, I witnessed oh, no. I witnessed all that. I told you, my kid. And I was like, oh, there's no coming back for this kid. It's messing it up. And uh, 30 days later, it was like back in the house. I was like, what the hell is this? This is incredible. Well, women, women don't understand how horny men get. Like, that's... Oh, I thought it was ruined watching my daughter come out. I was like, yeah, yeah. You're ruining it. But yeah, the animal instinct got the best thing. of you. Animal um, instincts for wanting sex afterwards. Th- Thirty days after the, baby. I would I would think that the 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 body is 
is producing uh, actually i don't even know what it is the hormones to want sex 30 days we was back in in the game i'm just saying uh oh oh you're I'm oh, just saying you're your saying. analogy you felt like a pussy so you felt tough uh 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 and incredible Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> or you felt I like a pinky. I, like I, the pinky ain't shit. Okay. I felt like a pinky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do um, from a, a weird, uh, weird intellectual. It's probably not even intellectual. Whether if someone calls you a dick or if someone calls someone a pussy, like I feel like I'd prefer to reserve those words for sexual things and not insults or or turn or using those words to mean other meanings if that makes yeah. sense yeah, of course yeah, first of all english sucks yeah that's why we have all these different meanings and i would think uh, i would think all all actually all lang- i think all languages do like I, I know vietnamese has quite a few uh, i imagine filipino or tagalog would too mm. um there's a lot of words in the filipino thing where they um like i think for pussy they use uh i think uh Bird, little bird or bird is for whatever reason like we i mean we use cock rooster as mm. penis they use uh bird i think as as vagina <laughs> are you guys too immature for this topic? <laughs> yeah, <I think> so. <laughs> or is it because there's two other females in the room <laughs> oh yeah probably no but the uh you know like even uh, i tried though to, <laughs> it was like, but language is interesting in itself though yeah. like that? uh because i you know when you're language talking is interesting. yeah like when you're talking about like you know, english can english like, is the worst man it could dilute a lot of things like uh i'm constantly so much trying to words. express myself better mm-hmm. with other words mm-hmm. and then people are like what does that mean they got it then then they feel dumb they don't want to feel dumb mm. well the language sucks yeah mm. and you I speak mean, you other languages worse. both of you right you only English? Uh, most of it. I I can understand a little bit of Tagalog. Okay. I can't speak it, though. Oh. But you, okay. how many languages? Oh, just uh, oh, Vietnamese. I took two years of Spanish. Well, English is your first language, right? Technically, Vietnamese like was uh, until the age of five. And then uh, then it went pure English at oh, home. You definitely sound American. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it for work, work-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even on a, a conference call, it's a white guy right there. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have that corporate voice. Yeah, yeah. Can't be, can't be sounding. Yeah, no, when people, I've actually had people, ethnic. I've actually had people look at my at my name and hear my voice through phone calls and stuff, and they've actually uh, met like say my coworker or my boss first, and they're like, "Oh, is Liam an Irish dude? Liam? Is Liam mm, an Irish dude? He sounds like Liam a Neeson. tall Irish dude on the <laughs> Liam phone." Liam Neeson over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, I'll I, find I, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about saying something inappropriate. I, I know. You, <laughs> when you cut away, yeah, it was something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the, I, I'm grateful for having English as, or being, to, to have the Californian accent per se, or whatever, to speak English so well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's interesting for you to, to hear that you're saying when you use big words, other people don't they, like it. They don't like to feel dumb. Because I, I ask why, I don't know, uh, if there's a bad experience, I, I have like interview questions. And if I can't talk to them, I have someone else, I figure out a way to get my information. As I want to know why it was not a good experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. Like this is why I said earlier, a lot of my responses are pre-recorded. Mm. I I feel like I don't have enough 
I, I feel like my vocabulary isn't big enough. I actually, it's actually a fearful thing for, for me to do this podcast. Actually, mm-hmm. I think about it often. I think about, man, my vocabulary is, I wish it was bigger for this type of thing. Uh, but you have people contributing content. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess maybe I'm being harsh on myself for yeah. being, I want to produce a very good. Clearly, uh, excellence <laughs> is your goal. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's like, I just started. Production. I know, bro. Is it CNN? This is better than half the interviews I've seen on the news. Like that's true. Yeah. Do you think about your how your English has impacted your life and and your accent or your? Not at all. I mean, I I, I can I can even consider myself more American than anything. I'm fourth generation Filipino American on my dad's side. Um, mm. I it's it's different a little bit when uh, thinking about culture. I guess, uh, like even thinking about like how I can relate to my own, uh, it's, it's, it's a little harder to reconnect because it's, uh, I feel some type of detachment from it just because I grew up out here a lot, you know, like, oh, I mean my whole life, not a lot, but my whole life. Um, Oh, you're saying detached from the Filipino culture? Not a hundred percent. I mean, I still love it. I love my culture. I do. It's just like, Sometimes when I'm talking to other people, they might like, oh, he's not right. Oh, that's you interesting know. to get your, the same thing, yeah. your yeah. perspective on that because I'm I'm first full gen, or first gen first actual what do you call that the first generation in in America. So my my mom immigrated here, and then I feel like I don't have and I don't know enough about Vietnamese culture in my opinion. I want to know more, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I'm getting disconnected. So it's interesting your your fourth fourth generation you're saying so is that potentially from like the 1940s is when your your great 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 grandparents came to america um my great grandfather was in the navy and then my grandpa was in the navy and then my dad was in the air force and then me i didn't do any of it yeah, but I uh, I don't know. I mean, that's how it was, I guess. I mean, my relationship or why why I feel that way, my, uh, I, I never really think about it too much. I mean, still around a whole bunch. I mean, like on my mom's side, I'm second gen. My mom's first and then I'm second. Yeah. So for me, like I, I still can relate a lot to my roots and stuff with being Filipino a lot. I mean, for me, I think most of the words are uh, food words. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, I know how to eat. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it? Filipino food, yeah. man. I worked at the Navy base in San Diego. It was all Filipinos there. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, I actually, uh, one one time I went to the uh, restroom at uh, while I was working there, and an officer walked into the restroom, and he's just uh, saying this, Fili- he's just saying this Filipino stuff, or Tagalog, and I, I assumed he was on a cell phone or something, and I'm just doing my business, going pee in the urinal, and he walks up, and he says, you don't know how to talk to your elders. I'm like, oh, you're talking to me in Tagalog. I'm, I'm not Filipino, man. I'm sorry. Don't beat me down. Like, so um, weird. Why you? Okay, we talking while we. we yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, do do you get sort of? Do other Filipinos judge you, whether family or friends, where they're like, oh, you don't know Filipino I mean, I don't, culture enough? Or, I don't think so. Not really. I think a whole lot. I mean, but I. You said you felt it. Though, I felt like, it, not all, like all the time, but I sometimes there's a, like a little bit of that, you know, that I like a little clickish here and there, of mm-hmm. course, right? Yeah. So I mean, uh, it, but it it's not something I fight with. It's just how I grew up, right? I mean, that's who I am. You know, I can't really. 
deny who I am. So I'm right. okay with it. It's just, that's just the way, you know, I interpret it sometimes is, you know, there's a little bit of disconnect in there from, you know, being. It's like the culture yeah. disconnect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I went and did uh, Filipino cultural dance growing up. You know, I did like a whole bunch of things to maybe uh, envelop that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, dive into culture a little bit. But eh, I mean, it not not knowingly, though, it was just for fun. You know, yeah, my probably worst story um, for Vietnamese racism, Vietnamese on Vietnamese is uh, I went to a, a Vietnamese uh birthday party or my friend my Vietnamese friend had a birthday party I went to it and I'm hanging out talking and one of the I guess Fabi Vietnamese friends a friend of a friend <clears throat> she's like your English so good <laughs> I, I, I can't you say do her. Fabi you talking about fresh off the boat or is that someone's name uh, uh, <clears throat> fresh off the boat oh, okay um, and she started like saying gosh you speak you're so white. Your voice is so yeah. white. Mm -hmm. She said it like three times. Yeah. And I, I, it actually hurt me. I'm like, damn woman, I'm trying to hang out at this party and hang out. She's probably giving you a compliment though. Oh, it was like a both. It was like a yeah. diss and a compliment. I, I took it. I took it as a diss. Like yeah, it, no, you, it, 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 it was, me, it made me feel uncomfortable. <clears throat> I just wanted to, at that time in my life, I was trying to get more into my Vietnamese roots. Yeah, I was I trying know. to have a lot of Vietnamese friends just to understand yeah. the culture more. But for her to say that, I felt really not invited at that at that time. Well, she's definitely not your people. Like mm. <clears throat> the people that you were with, were they doing that to you? No. Yeah. No. Well, so there's the uh, hmm. some of the I don't I don't know what to decipher as personal traits on this situation or cultural traits. So I feel like the Vietnamese culture has a lot of shit talking, actually. I don't, I'm not sure though. Um, I didn't quite see that with my wife's family. Well, you, you started off saying Vietnamese racism and I think you're talking about either elitism oh, or okay, okay. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe colorism right. or I don't know, but it's not, you, you can't be racist it. against each, your own race. Yes, I chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's right. definitely an elitism happening, and there's also a, a, a kind of what you were describing. Um, you're disconnected from you, you. Like if you're gonna speak English well, at least sound like uh, broken English. Like you, you understand that's a that's that is a uh, that's a thing to to try to sound like you don't speak English that well. Oh. Like I've seen my my ex. Uh, she speaks excellent English mm. and she speaks excellent Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then when she's around her people, her English sounds like a oh, like a like a uh, that never you, occurred to what me. What do you that call it? Try that. Yeah, I mean, I do it too. When I'm around anyone that's uh, from Virginia or the country, uh -huh. then just I'm gonna I'm gonna on. mess up my English more. Hmm. But are you doing it? Un uh, it's easier to talk and connect if we're we have the similar slang or similar okay. slurring okay. of words okay. or whatever, but or mumble. Uh, but like when you're in an office, like corporate office, um, I don't know. My my neck is straighter, you know what I mean, and, and I'm pronouncing stuff with a little bit more emphasis. Yeah, and I'm yeah. using different vernacular. Yeah, because it's a corporate environment, which I learned in the work environment. But I remember taking it home and getting like uh, there was that separation when all all your friends start growing up and. Now you, you sound like you sounded all white. Well, I called it corporate. I was like, that's mm -hmm. the corporate voice. You got to have the corporate voice to, to actually progress in a job. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but when you, when you come back home, you turn it off. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still saying stuff. I remember uh, typically was one of the first. I used to have a little notepad, and I would write down words in the conference in the conference calls, or I'm in a meeting conference room, and there's all these older white men in there, and I'm uh, taking notes. Like I want to sound like one of you, be taken seriously because I know the job, right? And I was like 20. You picking up on words though? Yeah, I started picking up words and then uh, it then it just became normal. It's funny because then it started happening with the people that I spent time with. They started increasing their vocabulary. But anyway. No, I think it's interesting. But with, with her, if you could have broken your English up sounding like more Vietnamese, she probably would have chilled out. Don't they call that? It's uh, a culture thing, man. Is it Vietlish? Oh, I've, uh, that's the thing. Yeah, like they have yeah. like Chinglish or like yeah. Taglish. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, do you, you do it right to my grandma sometimes when you're talking? You <laughs> yeah. break up the words. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, or you, you like, sound the way you pronounce yeah, because, it. Because yeah, I heard. Yeah, I mean, it just because that's the way they would pronu- pronounce mm-hmm. it in yep. their own mind. So it's like in order for me to communicate, be, communicate, with them. I, I would, I would like you know, alter it a little bit enough where they can understand me. Yeah. 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 Because it's like how they process it in their mind. I try to mimic it in Mm -hmm. a way that I can communicate with them. Yeah. It does help you connect better. Yeah. 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 I used to, I used to say, why are you being fake? That's not how you sound. Then I realized the connection is not happening. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing to do. Like it's just wanting to connect with people anyway. Right. Right. That's what I think. No, it was just me. Back, like, growing up, it was more like, are you being genuine now? Mm-hmm. Why are you talking different, you know? I see. Just be yourself. But, no, you're connecting with different people. Different yes. Groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if it, if it was a, a utopian world, if people were, <laughs> were to just accept that there's different dialects, different accents, and then say f- in that situation for that, that Vietnamese girl that was making fun of my English, or make, yeah, however you want to say it, if she could just have that, sympathy or empathy or knowledge to just be oh i don't need to make fun of his english like we could still i would i would say this was in a utopian you talking about where no one's being negative because this would still happen the dialect thing would still happen because you have you have cultures in this bowl i I think you would still have the dialect but people wouldn't wouldn't uh, have a negative i don't know because if it if it connects you the only thing you're trying to omit is the negative response Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I think if it connects you, there's going to be. You're, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. There's a yeah. positive response if you have. And that. you can't have positivity without negativity. Can you? Think about it. Nah, if there, if it's not polarized, why are we even defining it as positive? Mm-hmm. That sounds like stoicism. What's that? Uh, like stoic Is philosophy. Is that like apathy? Uh, sto- see, these things get thrown at me a lot. Mm, I've no. heard stoic, stoic, stoic before. Mm-hmm. Is that a lack of empathy or sympathy? No, it's like a type of philosophy. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a person? As a philosophy and way of thinking. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that definition. I don't right. know, but I know uh, empathy and sympathy. I can mimic it and make you feel like I cared. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I don't care at all, but sometimes I don't. Um, and I, I know it's good to sound like I cared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on a tangent. When you mentioned uh, being corporate in the white person voice and whatnot. Yeah, corporate. Uh, I call it corporate voice, but really it was, you're trying to sound like a white man. Yeah. That's a, a, 75% of our nation is uh, white yeah. male. White, or white. Oh, white people. Yeah. 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 Um, the tangent I was going to go to was uh, even though I have my f- 
first world problems that I like to complain about. And then I do complain about the potential subtle racism of my lack of promotions where I've worked because of white people. Um, but my whole, um, <laughs> my, my whole life has benefited through some key white people that help raise me. So, um, even though I complain about it, I, I am very fortunate to have the, the history that I have, the yeah, opportunities that course. I have. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Mark, thank you for helping raise me. Um, Scott, I hope you're doing very well. I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Thank you for giving me the opportunity that you that you provided. Yeah, I mean, we we figuring all out like we bumping into. Well, I've had a uh, a white friend say that he felt rejected by uh, minority groups because he was white. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't get to be partaking in anything that we're partaking in. It's like, well, I grew up poor. Like he was like, because I grew up poor, we had poverty in common or whatever the case is. I'm like, yeah, we all, we basically are all kind of walk around with different chips on our shoulder. But mm -hmm. I would say in this, in this country anyway, th there's a clear unlevel playing field. If you're already white, um, mm -hmm. uh, do I use that as an excuse? No, I told you how I did it. Like made my own resume up and, and went forward. And now I do doing how I'm doing it. I think you, slowly, you found your way. Slowly things are changing though. Do you think I, I never, believe I've it, thought it's about not going to go lot. away. It's never going to be. No. Which is fine. The good thing is, is we're moving forward. We yes. still stride mm -hmm. to bridge the gaps, but yeah. it will never be fully. Yeah. It never will be yeah. anywhere. Like you said, right. the good and the bad. It's okay, but yeah. strive. Don't don't stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, exactly. and I, when I, yeah. the strive thing also is on, I, I feel like at a very personal level. So say if I complain about some some situation where some white person held me down, the, he was a manager and then gave me a promotion, gave some other white guy a promotion. As I'm telling that story, if I, mm -hmm. if, if I have any white friend nearby, I need to also let them know that it's not directed at my friend. I need to say... That was that specific white person. It's not all white people. Um, unfortunately, there's probably the racist, racist, racism thing in America is affects so many millions of people. But we have to we have to still do right to the people around us and make yeah, sure exactly. that they know. And I think it's a human thing, though. I think because all around the world, we all do the same thing. We're just not that impressive humans. In yeah, my, yeah. In my yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we at some level the, the culture is different, but. There's still a similar BS going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Everywhere, anywhere yeah. in the world. So. Yeah. I mean, you could take it maybe uh, I'm I'm an eighth Chinese, so I think maybe I'm allowed to make fun of Chinese people. But um, <laughs> that's um, a disclaimer. <laughs> don't hate me, Chinese people. Um, the where was I going with that? The Chinese culture that's um, where where they're you see it kind of online i see it mostly online where china number one type of thing and they're they're very they're very prideful in their nation so then when you get like a a white person have you seen have you seen like uh on i've seen on youtube i don't know where else i, I would see it but white people will go live there and then they get jobs that could be to portray a certain image of white people in china so for example so in china they might produce a movie and they want the white person to play as the lower on the totem pole in a corporate environment in china so all these uh uh bruce kind of did that yeah yeah uh, he took well, chuck I, norris and then he 
what beat him down in the movie. Yeah. But in, in yeah. Is that Enter to the Dragon? No. Game of uh, Death or uh, I forget. <laughs> Good I movie though. Yeah. Um so in China though, they just cast white people. So that's their um there's a term for it, uh casting uh, whatever. That so they just cast white people for those for those roles only. And it's kind of putting down white people in China. Well, hang on. Because over here in Hollywood dominates uh, white or uh, the protagonist or the, the mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I mean, are you, you're either saying that um, because in Hollywood is mostly white people winning or whatever, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in a, a minority and they are less, lesser role, less importance, or they're about to be defeated one way or another. You, you, you have to admit that, that's what that is also. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm, I think we want to see. I think what we want is to be represented on screen, period. I agree. I agree. No, yeah. I, I think when you said earlier, I, I was going on a tangent. Somehow you said something about in any culture has that. So then I yeah. thought about and China has that. Hollywood oh, has yeah, it. Man. Everywhere has it. Um, we people just do a bad job. Going back to what you're saying, we are just people. We, we and, do it. Yeah. People kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, so what? Which was at least for me, I I start to curate like my own little friends groups, and I try to see, do we blend well? Oh, okay, no. Oh, I didn't like this guy. Is what uh, one friend will say. I'll say, all right, well, yeah. You, um, I was trying to get back to, with my old high school buddies, and I didn't realize how many of them actually didn't really care for each other. The only reason why we were hanging out in high school is because we kind of had to. You know, mm-hmm. it was easy. But now yeah. that we don't have to, they're like, hey, listen. Is this guy going to be there? Yes. Is that guy also? All right. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. there's like some catty stuff going on. Yeah. So then I try to do one-on-ones and I don't know. I, I'm starting to see like it maybe we weren't as tight as I thought we were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my one INFP friend, we, we all right. <laughs> yeah. But he was the one giving me feedback. Then I started asking others and everyone had some feedback about every other person. I was like, oh, okay. I thought we was... Mm. Yeah. Get everyone back together. I think everybody just grows differently, right? True. Yeah, was, so it's, it's, was the root of those issues like racial, or do you think just no? Person, it's personality. Personality. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess I guess it's our job as adults, I guess, or developing people is just to recognize who your people are and spend time with them. Yeah. yeah. And some people are naturally going to gravitate most people. Some people are going to need to curate their own little circles. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those. But a lot of people want me around, but I'm not contributing. You just want to see me or talk or make jokes or something. I don't know. For me, I think of my circle as I try to pick people that I want. I try. I spend so much effort in trying to have a beneficial bubble around me, meaning I help more than I take. Mm-hmm. And I all my friends that I choose, I hope that I look for those personality traits um maybe yeah leave it better than you found it or whatever yeah yeah um i i don't know how many people ever think about that i I think probably most people they just probably just hang out somebody hey you like you like to drink uh ale like i do or yeah then that's their friend hey you like to watch hockey okay that's my friend maybe that's the majority of most people that they just don't think that far ahead i would say like 80 percent. yeah that's kind of why I like the Myers-Briggs thing, because it's like just trying to understand people. It, it'll never pinpoint anyone. You still have to deal with people and get to know yourself and others. But yeah, the majority of people are uh, SJ. So like, you know, you, you are both. Uh, you're uh, it, we're all intuitive, all three of us. Mm-hmm. 
most people are censors. 80% are censors. Black, white, is, isn't. There's this gray area. Why are you talking about philosophy? Snooze fest, moving on. Mm. Not much thought there. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. go do something, have fun, go home. Yeah. yeah. That's most people. And then there's us. And we're the ones making the conversation weird or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I remember my whole, <laughs> true though. My whole uh, teenage years, everyone was like, why do you always got to get so, so, uh, why do you got to ask questions so deeply? Why do you go so deep? Just just accept it for what it is. <laughs> That's my dad, man. He's definitely a censor. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We still need each other, though. We Them and us. For we sure. We need each other. Yeah. So. You like what you like, you know? I just know a time and place. I'm not going to be... Like, if, if there's a, a an event with, like, a game or whatever's going on, I'm going to want the light to not be on me. Uh, this type of conversation can happen in the corner while everyone else is doing oh. what they do. And I'd still oh, love we it. We're sitting yeah. out here. Yeah. You're Gentlemen. still doing it. Yeah. 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 And everyone's up here mixing it up. Yeah. What do you mean by, or what no, I'm just saying like, uh, you can have the conversation even without the spotlight, of nothing course. like that. And I mean, if you're, if you feel like for me, I, I like development. I like self growth. I like growth even within a group if we can. Um, that's always been, I kind of like, even where I see myself now, um, you know, like getting to a stage in life right now, for me, I feel like we've learned a lot in our past right now. Now it's the application process. Mm-hmm. We, and we as humans, we, or as, you? We, we as in me, I guess, okay, or personal we, as, right? we and this table even. Yeah. And, uh, in the application process in itself, um, I thought about it in my, in myself, I, I, I eventually want to have like a mastermind group, mastermind group as in like, Yes, you have a you have a you have a network, but you have a selected few where you're like, I know it's not. I mean, you can't disregard anybody. You can't. You just can't. You never know. You have your A team, B team, C team, D team. Some people in those D teams, man, they're gonna be A teams. You just don't know. Yeah, you don't know what kind of cards are gonna be. What's the objective of a mastermind group? For me, like I think I I I like collective thinking. Like for me, I like uh, to be around other people who also like that self-growth, self, um, self-awareness self a little bit. You know, I mean, that's for me. And I, I feel like um, more progressive, progressive in, in the self and in, in the sense of growth. Mm. Um, I mean, similarities, of course, and everything else. But like you said, it's like a little bit more depth, a little bit more um, um, engaged instead of, uh, hey, like, oh, I love that. Uh, you know, what's that? I mean, like you were talking about, like, in the past you're like you're not a sports dude you know a sports guy per se i mean i mean i don't mind watching him every once in a while but i can't for me i can't put some some other dude's uh name on the back of my you know i can't wear that you know i just can't i don't know yeah that's funny yeah but i i don't, I don't know, know. If this helps add to you uh to what you're saying um i'll i'll, I'll try to make the story kind of shorter um someone recently asked me what would I be most happy with money or with friends or what? And as, as I sat there thinking, I think the, the happiest moment I could, I could imagine myself is being surrounded by accomplished friends. And it doesn't have to be accomplishments by like they cured cancer or they um, have some corporation and a bunch of money. Achieved goals. Achieved some pretty awesome goals and that we could sit around a campfire just chill out and talk about these stories and have fun, have laughter and have a certain respect for each other. And I think that would be the most amazing. Yeah. Money situation. helps though. Oh, totally. <laughs> for <laughs> totally. sure. For sure. Totally. But no, obviously the time of people matter. Oh yes. And you can't yeah. buy that. So yeah. be prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking of your mastermind group. Maybe, I don't know if that. 
But what was the? I still don't know the objective of that. It's not really an objective, I guess per se. But I guess well, mastermind. That sounds like a legit. Like uh, kind of like down. okay. Um, objective is just more more centered, I guess, in the sense where uh, it's not just the fluff around. It's like kind of get into the to to how are we growing as people mm. kind of thing. You know, like I want to see some type of growth. That's how I feel anyways. Mm. It's a beautiful thing watching you do this though. Hey man, that's like, a pickup like, line too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I know you're being serious, but <laughs> like, let's have a mastermind group, just you and me. <laughs> we're gonna see some growth tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you put that on your old Bumble thing right there. Oh, the uh, yeah, bio, bio. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even downloaded the app. I just was learning about it for like an hour and did not download the app. Uh, I was, I don't think I want this. This yeah. is a lot. It takes pressure. a lot of energy, though. I mean, uh, you could say it takes pressure. You just gotta flip how you want to perceive it, I guess. I mean, just recently, I, I'll be honest. Like, I had a, uh, you know, I just got in a relationship. I think I told you. Uh, about a, we had just ended up dating for about a month. Um, we met on Bumble, <laughs> and originally, like the plan was, I was been telling some coworkers, it's like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna try to use Bumble and some other these other dating apps to uh, close some loans. <laughs> I got, I got oh, like uh, close some loans like uh for work yeah so for like work meet, meet girls and, and then get their get the refi or their purchase turn done them into clients wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the same time so trying to get business through through these apps what yeah so, so, so like I'm, I'm gonna go on this date and then oh because you I, do treat them like broker a, yes oh okay yeah. okay i'm thinking like you you're trying to get student loans paid off <laughs> no, no. On a date. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Yeah. So trying to purchase, like, get them a house or uh, or refi the house. That's back to what I was saying. See, it's insidious. So you are <laughs> a salesman. <laughs> so what happened was, like, uh, <laughs> I met this girl, right? And I was, like, dating maybe a couple of them already on there. And um, I don't know. I, I was telling Lem earlier, like, I had a, uh, I went on a date with this one girl and, um, like ask her FICO score on her first date. She's like, <laughs> you go ask me my credit score on the first date. I was like, uh, if you show me, I'll show you. <laughs> she got like 800 score though. Yeah. Was it 800? Dang. I got you. I, you didn't want to show yours. I was like, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> got her beat. <laughs> but anyways, like uh, I, I, I had to drop all of that afterwards after getting in a relationship. And I was like, oh, you know what? You know how much money I lost after losing these deals here? That's like 10 grand. I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing around though. You know, telling my girlfriend, hey, I just messed out on 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it's been, deals. yeah, it's been an interesting, like, I guess it's like a different dynamic that you have to think about, I guess, if you're a different approach, I think, you know what I mean? When you, when you get on those apps, it's a, uh, I mean, you make light of it. Like I had a, you know, a good time just meeting them. It's just being open, being, I don't know, you're just trying to learn. You're just trying to experience something else with somebody else. You know, I think, uh, one thing I, I haven't been in a relationship in a while, but it's like companionship though. It's definitely something I had missed for a long time. And like getting back into the scene and doing that and, you know, just talking to people over time. It's uh it's nice to learn about yourself and learn yeah. about opening up and being genuine and seeing if you can create that conversation with somebody. Yeah. I think it's important to get to know yourself. If you want to be in a relationship, you're sh- literally sharing, taking time from their life. Mm-hmm. 
and you should kind of have something going on. Like have yourself together. No, don't mess around with someone else's life. That's true for sure. Cause uh, every, it takes a lot of energy, man. People yeah. be having their uh, expectations. Oh yeah, for sure. So, and they didn't want to be upfront about it. Mm, that's true. So that's, I guess that's kind of the, uh, yeah, that's why like it is hard because you invest a lot of yourself into these conversations sometimes, you know, like a lot of yourself into these conversations and it takes a lot of time and energy. Yeah. But it, at the same time, like what's your angle? Yeah. What's your angle? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I don't know. You can make light of it. You know what I mean? Just, uh, have a different perspective about it and then your approach is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The angle's different. And then you're just like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to try to meet somebody. Say hi. Yeah. I don't know. I think on those uh, apps, isn't it better just for the guy? Because wait, is Bumble the one where the guy has to click like on her? Then she has to click like and she has. She initiates the conversation. Do you, as a guy, do you have to click like on her or do you just sit there and wait? No, you have to like her too. Oh, so on yeah. those apps, like for a guy, wouldn't it be better just to click like, 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 like. And then if you get someone that you don't find attractive, then you just don't reply. Mm. And then if Does you it have an API for IFTTTT? <laughs> IFNP? No. <laughs> you don't know what IFTTT is? No. If I, then, then that. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you I've can automate that. apps, basically. Interesting. I don't know. That, that'd be so interesting. So what he's saying, basically, he can, if there's API, you could just... Oh yeah, it, I know what you mean. He could literally can schedule how to do. Okay, new people, anyone if new, then like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. it's uh, doing all the work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can code it. You mean in a yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they've had that. I mean, you're, that'd be pretty crazy. You just said it. I think you're capped out. Added <laughs> so many likes that you can do. Well, oh yeah, you yeah. Gotta well, pay money I'm, to like. No, no. I think a Bumble will allow you to click like on like I, I don't know like seventy five girls a day or something. <laughs> okay, so then you add it math problem <laughs> yeah so you look at this guy <laughs> problem solving man. if yeah. new then you should become a programmer man yeah. no i do not want to do that for work it's fun it's I like fun it. to just think with, without having to do it for yeah, a job yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get that a lot though mm. uh, one of my friends uh they work over you i don't know if you know do you know chris caldwell mm -mm. he's a software developer at the venetian i think he, so him and his friends uh i was over there for Super Bowl. They try to get me to do coding. No, <laughs> too <laughs> hard, or it's just not your thing. <laughs> yeah, I like thinking critically, but I don't want to do that for work. Yeah. So totally random thought. Um, uh, today was it today? Yesterday, um, the recent funeral that I went to for an uncle caused a lot got a lot of family here in, in town and a lot of the cousins and aunts were able to talk and we talked about some very old stories and i started reflecting on um key people in my life that when i'm thinking back on who kind of treated me well or did things that made me that allowed me to mentally grow and shout out to aunt elvia um thank you for uh, treating me with all the care that you did when uh growing up um i uh, messaged her we haven't talked in gosh, 20 years, uh, the family kind of all the drama with the family divorces and separations of the way that the family all argues. Um, mm -hmm. so I was, uh, certain things during this funeral and all the cousins and aunts and uncles talking, it made me think and remember she was a key figure and showing me love growing up. So I think without her, 
I mean, I, I kind of can't imagine how much of a hard ass I would be, how much of a jerk I could have turned out to be, I think. Um, so just random, random thought. I just wanted to call out on Elvia, say thank you for that. But I, I don't know if that makes you guys think of any stories that you've, you've been through. Um, it was only, I think oddly, I mean, it takes so many years to grow as a person and mature to be able to think back and remember those key elements of, of what created you, what, 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 uh, affected you so heavily. Mm. Silence. Hey, you just <laughs> dropped a bomb. I know. That's a boom. Have you ever uh, gone back and just reached out to a family member just out yeah. of blue and say, thank you for, for this mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. All the yeah. time. All the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm terrible. <laughs> 20 no. years. Um, my excuse on that is I felt the the journey that I went through being raised. Wait, in- no, I think about it all the time. I don't do it all the time. Mm, mm. So yeah, I can't suppose I can't, but I have done it. Like yeah. reached out, but no, I was just thinking last time was like too long ago. Mm. But you, I mean, each person you've at least, at least at some once point. already. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, keep doing it. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Just Aunt Elvia, I haven't had a, like a heart to heart talk since, since that. So mm. Okay. Uh, I think for my journey growing up in an all white town, nearly all white town, being having an identity issue for being an Asian person looking in the mirror and not seeing a white person, but having the voice of a white person. Mm -hmm. And then it was almost till 24 years old where I felt that I kind of was able to get over that mental roadblock or whatever. Um, So then some of the things with being able to reflect on family came much later, unfortunately for me. I don't know if, if something comes true that someone was trying to teach me, I validate the, Hey man, you was right. I didn't listen, <laughs> you know, or, um, like my coach did not like my coach for the longest time. Excuse me. And then, um, later in life I was like, Oh man, actually I started noticing the the level of uh, grit or ambition that people had or strength or whatever it was. And I know that a, a, some of it c- came from maybe my, my, my dad or this coach or whatever it is. And I'm like, Hey, you know, thanks for pushing me so hard. I did not like you for it. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. You know, I do that when it clicks for me. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Huh, so fortunate for you, it seems like it clicked earlier for you. No, I'm just saying sometimes it'd be like 20 years later. I'm like, Oh, I just got it. Ah, thanks. Uh, or it's a message or something. Yeah. Well, at least I'll honor. You can you can recall said. that recall. that learning thing. Yeah, I remember. I have, I remember a lot. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It what sucks is when I thought that we had a memory together, and then I go to recalling you don't remember. I'm like, oh, I'm alone in this memory. No, but I th- like, like to be sister. able to learn. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually we're good always thing. learning and yeah. applying. Like you said, mm-hmm. everything I learned now apply it. I, yeah. would, I would say it's constantly learning. Apply. That's good. Yeah, right. That's true. What messes me up is when I get new information <clears throat> that that would make me have to change something in my life. Literally becomes an entire everything about what I thought I knew. My whole reality has to be checked against this fact and this new information. It's a long process. Wow. Before I change, so I think some would just say you're stubborn, but really I'm processing that before I change. I think that's a good thing, though. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it is, but it, if change needs to happen quicker, sometimes it's not good. Yeah, There's pros and cons to everything. I guess that's that's like how science is. You're like doing that scientific method where theory turns into fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like you keep talking about the utopian thing, 
Uh, <laughs> this is funny. I used to think that um, Atlantis really happened. They're still trying to find that place. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so it was like two years ago. I realized it. I was like, oh, I want to go to Greece and go see the Atlantis exhibit. And then uh, I was like, you know, that's just a mythology. I was like, so I looked it up. I was like, oh, this didn't actually exist. So then I posted it on Facebook. Like, hey, I just found out it's not real. And then a couple other people from my high school was like, it, it did happen. What are you talking about? And I was like, okay, so you just as, you just as dumb as me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the idea of utopia is, is nice. I just don't know how possible no not with humans not or it doesn't seem possible with humans yeah there's gonna be chaos and yeah that's the thing is it's like uh chaos and clarity the thing is you just gotta you gotta know that i I was trying to figure this out but it's like uh you got chaos and then you think about stability right actually when it really comes down to it it's chaos that's actually normal Mm -hmm. yeah it's always constant it's always constant change anyway so it's like is there that utopia? No, there never will be. You can because try to control yes, the chaos. You can, but it was always, it's always, that's, yes. that's what's constant. Yeah. yeah it's always going to be there. Like you said funeral and family. I was like, last year I went to, I fought my brother. I was like, I wonder if it's going to be a negative story. Uh, uh, you bring all these family members together around a happen. loss. Well, I would say good thing, more good than bad, yeah. but. Yeah, there's going to be some unresolved issues and now oh, we meet again. No, my family is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of days a couple of days ago, me and my cousins got together and got high and we started talking about all the stories. <laughs> yeah. We all just talking about how fucked up my mentally my family is. Yeah. Um so we all of us are waiting for an explosion of of mm-hmm. some type of issue and luckily none happened, but all the side stories there are so many just waiting to blow mm-hmm. up. Um yeah, we would be talking about how our parents or whomever was uh, older than us prevented us from connecting like our cousins, same age. We mm-hmm. couldn't talk because they weren't okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But same, we liked same, each other. Yeah, same same with me. Yeah, so it's like, same. Like I said, at the, no matter where the humans are, we do the same thing. Fucked up shit. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not that impressive. But yeah. <laughs> we think we are, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on capital punishment? <laughs> <laughs> You keep dropping these bombs, man. <laughs> yeah. I used to think that I used to be for it. My within the last five to seven years, I've kind of turned and I, I think if you want to respect life, I know that they say say they're say they're on death row because they killed somebody. So they didn't respect life. But now to put them on death row, are you respecting life? To respect life, you have to respect all life. I believe in rehabilitation. That's what I do. Yeah. I yeah. I I'm mean, a, like, uh, like I believe mm. we don't get enough of that here, uh, where where people are incarcerated without rehabilitation. Yeah. And I, I can't believe in like, uh, for me, it's hard to believe in that somebody cannot change. I know some people can't, mental illness, some other things. But there's other ways where other people can, and it's just not the the chance is not given to them. And for that. me, I think that there needs to be more rehabilitation here. And yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, how does anyone receive capital punishment? Right? Isn't there a jury involved or no? Yeah, but I mean, so all these people all said this person deserves yeah. to die. Yeah, but that wasn't the, just one person. Agreed. But we have laws in place that push an agenda. 
that make us not value life because the government says we have laws well, that f- that we can kill somebody. This is the best way I can come up with this because yes, killing someone is is a big deal. Um, what was it? Three hundred fifty something million Americans. Yeah, I just want to I just want to focus on this country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you control three hundred fifty four million people? We everything we've been talking about uh, the the hustle and bustle nine to five, yep. not having enough money, all of that keeps us from running our own stuff. I think a lot of it's dividing conquer. Yeah, like we're we're yeah. how do you control people? How do you govern know. them? Because we should, we definitely need uh, to be governed because we we. We not all right. Like we do some messed up stuff, but mm-hmm. we can. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I say, I don't know um, that I, I'm in. I'm in favor of uh, justice, or the, at least the idea of it. Like you, you can feel like you had justice without actually having like eye for an eye can be justice, or we can have eye for a rehabilitation program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, uh, that's culture bound, though. So, if mm-hmm. you want a, a rehabilitative forgiving type culture that's a culture shift yeah. i don't i just don't think that's in our oh no i yeah you know i don't creed. think <laughs> i don't think america will adopt it anytime well soon. think about it though how do you even become a forefront of the world without that someone has to be that cruel to stay in like what was it back in the day uh war right let's say you're fighting with your hands and then bow and arrows and rocks and and then the gunpowder, right? The first person with guns. Now, what well, we got nukes now? So I'm a nuke you. No, I'm a nuke you. Well, if, what? Two nukes go off. I think the plan is kind of ruined. So then, what do you do now? What are ways that you? Okay, we can control your. I don't know. We're at this weird place where nuking is like the trump card that everyone has. Yeah. What do? You, how do you keep peace? How do you maintain control? Power? It has to happen. I just think the capital punishment question falls under that. Hmm. And we're, we're a, a major country. It's in our culture. How do I feel about it personally? I, I'm aware that I'm American. So it, I would have to unroot that from me to answer that question. But I don't know. I, I, I think I, I'm in favor of changing uh, old because there's so many old laws that are people are dying that they shouldn't be dying. But should no one get capital punishment? I don't know about that. But I think we I think we can work on less people. So many people are innocent in there with life sentences or even death sentences. How do you not adequate evidence and you got the life penalty on you? How do you change a social behavior? How do you change social behavior? Education? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like because I'm half black and half Native American, right? So like what was happening to when you take the natives land or uh, and the people, well, were enemies. Well, what they did was they took the kids, put them through the school. That's where right. You're learning our history and our stuff. You have to get the education in basically it's conforming. In, yep, yeah, in part that. And older people are going to stay rebel, rebelling, right? So you put in laws to try to prevent them from imparting the traditions into the people. It's really messed up. But I'm just saying it, you're talking about unethical stuff. Yeah. To change a social behavior. Yeah. I mean, how do we Love do that? Yeah. How do you do a that? Powerful thing. Exactly. How do you do that in the right direction? It's going to take too long. 
I think government education um, and building the laws that fit the moral the moral ground. We'll, we'll do ripples for theory. change that we won't be alive to see. Yeah. Type of thing. It's yeah. a, that slow, but it's worthy of going forward. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Final questions time. I think you've already done two talks, right? You haven't done two talks. So I'm going to. This is the second talk. This is your second talk? Yeah. Oh. What was the other talk? We oh, no, talked. No, no. I, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. Okay. Both of you get, you guys have to answer <laughs> these questions then. Have to. Force you. I'm gonna. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna snake it back. I'm, I'm a controlling person, I guess. <laughs> Me too. That's why I pointed that. Out. <laughs> All right. What's the best vacation you've been on? Best vacation. Can you go on him while I think about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Earl, what's the best vacation you've been on? Leaving my job. I guess you the could say that's 2014 okay. one. Uh, you know, both sixteen. Yeah, 2014 one was definitely like, yeah, different type of development. My last one too was different growth as well what was the best part of it the the it was the just experiences the experience, or of course in your mind how you change a little bit it. of everything yeah it was the whole experience as a whole like in general it uh um didn't know what i was doing it was almost aimless if but you, like it's just living life and not even like i know everybody has different responsibilities but letting go a little bit where you can just let go and just i don't know explore a little bit no yes. agenda, nothing. Like like I said, it was just to meet good people around the world. Met a lot of good people. Yeah. If yeah. somebody didn't know your story of that and mm-hmm. they asked for like a short paragraph, three, four sentences on what about that experience changed you, whether mentally and or the, how fun of the experience, what, what, how would you summarize it? Yeah. Uh, I think everybody, everybody has their own way of uh i I, i'm not quite sure if it was like enlightenment or like more awareness or whatever it is but uh, for me i think it 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 gave me a bigger uh awareness of my of the world as a whole like a bigger picture like i i know we i only knew vegas you know i only know this but knowing what's outside and how other people live how other people act knowing that they're good people out there it uh it opened myself up to, uh, you know, it's going through a lot of vulnerability, not knowing anything and a lot of uncertainty going out there, but knowing everything's going to be okay and you're going to come across the good out there as well. Yeah, not to say that it was always good, but, you know, like that was a majority of it and that's what I took out of it. Was yeah. that your first international trip? No. Okay. Yeah. All right, Ricky. I got two answers. <laughs> One before I was an adult on my own. Uh, going to Virginia with my family, I didn't have no worries or cares. Uh, we'd be out there for like a week, go to the beach, come home, shoot BB guns, grandma's backyard, stuff like that. But now as an adult. Uh, on that Virginia trip, what was, was it the activities? Was it the family? Was it you uh, mentally? Was it yeah, I mean, we're driving. New? So my dad likes to drive and then we would drive. He actually would let us drive before we got driver's license. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be him. Uh, it would either be my parents and my sister and I, or it would be uh, us three, dad and uh, me and my sister. But uh, now the driving, you're driving through I-40 all the way, seeing all the weird towns and then hearing the people talk funny. <laughs> uh, I remember this, this girl was like, uh, it was like in Tennessee and I thought she was flirting with me. I was like 16, 15. And she was like, in your name, Ross? And I, I was in the restaurant trying to get a refill on my drink. I was like, no, my name's Rick. What's happening? Like, I thought she was trying to talk to me. 
And uh, she was like, uh, this guy goes, no, she's saying, Did you, would you like any more ice? She was like, "You would you like any more ice? But she said ice like Oss. In uh. more, I thought she said in your name, Ross. She, uh. You want any more ice? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I thought she was trying to <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I want some ice. <laughs> but this guy was like, I know what's happening. She's not into you. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But no, I mean, there's all of that driving and eating fast food, whatever. But then you get home and all the family, you know, we look alike, sound alike. And then there's food. I don't know. No, uh, I think that's good. You know, those even even going there's guns out there. involved. We always shooting yeah, guns. I, I think it's it's good that you brought that up. It's in those experiences actually that I've had. Um, it was it was the ones that I connected with people the most. It's like it's the ones that I like. My mom came out. This are the memories I remember. I had a friend, uh, Jay Dillis Reyes, who came out with his girlfriend at the time, Sarah, and um, it's those ones, the shared connections that I've had. I mean, even whether it be family, friends, or even complete strangers where you have the connection, it's those are those type of experiences through vacations or whatever mm-hmm. it is that were the most meaningful. Yeah. As an adult, I went to Seattle. That was a double date trip, basically. That's awesome. Um, it was me, my wife, my friend, and his wife, and we go to Seattle. Now, granted, I would say probably me, me and my wife was like, fighting, arguing, whatever, but we were still doing it together just with an attitude. And the food was great. We had a bunch <laughs> of bomb seafood. Uh, we didn't have no, didn't have to go home. The dog was cared for. Our daughter was cared for. I'm out and free to drink, free to do whatever. Uh, I think we would Uber around, I think. Yeah, we didn't have a rental car. So I didn't even have to worry about driving, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, I don't know. We just saw a lot of stuff together. So uh, the weather was cool. It wasn't hot. It was actually didn't rain. It was supposed to be, it was like, it rained so much. Dress for it. It didn't rain. You went to Seattle? Yep. Nice. It did not rain. So that was my favorite so far, but I haven't had too many others to compare Yeah. vacation for. I need to actually vacate. Yeah. Um, one of my most favorite memories, oddly, was talking to my uncle in Vietnam. Um, when I went to Vietnam the first time, I is my the language barrier and trying to converse. My my Vietnamese is pretty terrible. The second time I went, I was able to learn. I try to like if I want to say the word fork, and I don't just I'm just using an example. I don't know the word fork, so I'll say something like food, a sharp thing you hold in your hand that you poke your food, and then they may know the word fork. So in essence, that's my whole way of talking to people. So I might ask about government. I may ask about how they feel about Americans, how Vietnamese feel about Americans. And I was able to talk to my uncle that way. And that, to me, something that transcends culture, generations and whatnot, I felt that to me was special. It also sounded like he accepted you as you were. You could ask all those yeah. deep questions and yeah he stayed i i do reflect a little bit back and i wonder how i think he was being very polite on his answers like he <laughs> he didn't want to like offend me or he didn't want to say something that was political too so i i do reflect back and think about that but for the most part i still enjoy it i'm going to try to keep that memory as that <laughs> you ever wonder how many people think you talk too much <laughs> and they avoid talking to you in the office yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, in office or in life. 
Well, yeah, I guess in life, yeah. yeah. It's like trying to keep it short, and then people are like, no, no, we can keep talking. Okay. Well, because I can keep going. <laughs> uh, what inspires you? Uh, opportunity. Uh, to basically learning, one. Learning, uh, opportunity, any anything that, that I can, like, for example, I'm going to go uh, rent a boat with my sister. She's like, someone has to learn how to drive the boat. I was like, I'll do it. I like learning. Um, I, does that inspire me? No, but I, I guess new opportunities are something that could change my life that I didn't know. That could, that could be food, people, or an event. But, yeah, if I can have something to impact me, I'm inspired to do it. Yeah, it inspires if, you to keep going. Yeah. Um, I, I would say my daughter. I know it's pretty uh, common, but, like, I've, I've actually grown to rise to different occasions because I knew if I didn't, it would affect my daughter. Where do you think that drive comes from? Do you remember your parents treating you a certain way and then you're trying to... I would say not having certain levels of protection growing up uh, make, makes me want to give it to my daughter. Um, like, for example, like it, it, stand up for yourself, right? That's pretty simple. But a lot of times, especially like in work or whatever it is, um, I might not. But if I if I can somehow put it into the context of if I don't, this affects my daughter. Man, I can take on the world. Yeah. So what keeps you up at night? What thoughts do you often ponder about? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely struggle sleeping. Um, I, I guess. But with the with your vape pen, do you is it? Do I don't. St- I don't do that. Just go. I did, I was doing go to sleep, then I went and wake up, <laughs> wake up late. Like I sleep through the. And alarm. you do heavy hits. That's what you you're yeah. you're taking that vape and you're yeah, exactly. And then do you have a? Do you actually? Um, I thought another, Glenn Lerner was a heavy hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Lerner is. And then do you also go. breathe out prior to the hit? Meaning, do you go? No, you just hit it. I don't hit it like that. And that's what I imagine you're doing. But I'm definitely somewhere between yours and that. Damn, man. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm not going to wake up if I do that. I kind of want to smoke. You want to go to sleep? I probably Yeah. You were socializing when you hit it. I thought you were smoking out there. I, I was smoking a tobacco pipe. Oh, that's right. What and was that girl saying it was? I forget. Somebody said, uh, it reminds me of my grandpa. <laughs> Popeye and then Sherlock Holmes. I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff. It was pretty funny. Oh, Lauren was thought it was something else. I forgot that one girl, skinny. Girl. I don't know what she thought it was. I forgot. A weed, weed pipe. Maybe I don't know. Did I cut you off uh, on your that question? What keeps you up at night? I think. Oh I yeah, what keeps me up at night? Um. Well, the last. Thing that was keeping me up was not having the divorce signed, wondering, worrying what she was going to try to do to drag it on. But I mean, that's the divorce, though. I guess in general, incomplete tasks. Yeah. I have so much responsibilities and people that are waiting on me to, you know, work. Basically, it's work. Because if I don't do it, that affects my money. So that's my livelihood. So, I had yeah. a 
How do I you had the same same thing for how sure. How do you deal with that? Do you have a checklist? <laughs> Man, I have. Are, is it all over the place? Yeah, it's all over the place. But yeah, I do checklists, um, emails, r- reminders. Yep. Reminders to that point to other reminders. Uh, but n- nothing really. It's not simple to keep it organized. Like yeah, I yeah. try to rewrite my list stuff down. I still forget stuff. Yeah, yeah. I try to. I try to go calendar. And my my checklist only. I try to. The best thing that has worked for me, uh, the best, I guess, consistently is when I know something matters or needs to get done, I just knock that out first or try to get it all knocked out early. It's a two-week deal. Can I get it done in the first three days yeah. if I just don't sleep for two days? You oh, jeez. Yeah. And then I, and I can chill. So I'll stress That's, myself out extremely so that I can relax. Like, was that last week when you texted me that you're going to work on that car and try to work through the night? I did. I, the car was a fixed up. Damn. What I did. Damn. Yeah, the sun came up. Ah. So that was a spark up. plug? Yeah, it's still down. My sister let me borrow a car. But yeah, I, I will go. I have a two to three day I can damn near not sleep. And if I can get projects done, I'll knock them out. Jeez. And then I'll relax. That's a good drive. I don't yeah. know. It might be killing me. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Cortisol. Ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> Stress uh, relievers. <laughs> no, cortisol is releasing in my system. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Question for you, Earl. What inspires you? What inspires me? Uh, that's a good question. I think love does, for sure. Yeah. Get a connection with somebody. Uh, family does, for sure. Um. Yeah, think about others. I know, like, uh, like to think about others a lot, but when it comes down to it, actually, what helps out is a, a lot more self worth too. Yeah. On the family thing, I've been trying to wonder. I, I wonder at times, is family like is. Are is there animal instinct for us to enjoy time with family, or is it just that simply we were raised and we? Maybe it's a pack mentality. I don't know. Tribalism, pact. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Tri- I don't know. It's a funky thing when I think about why do I enjoy f- time with family so much? I enjoy time with friends too, but it's uh, there's something special with with family. Yeah. I mean, it looked like you. I don't know. Definitely, all of the above. You're saying. Yeah, I think so too. I always feel better when I leave. I'm like, man, y'all got the same quirks I got. <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just a different prideful. connection. Yeah. 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 There's some people you come across and you're like, dang. You well, they know so well. Yeah, they help shape you coming up. Whoever you grew up with, I guess that yeah. family. Yeah, because yeah, it might yeah. not be your genetic family. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aunt Elvia is not genetic family. So, um, yeah, thank you to Aunt Elvia. It's a biological family. How about that? I think that's the way that biological is the right word. Mm, oh, the word, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, she's not biologically. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Earl. Uh, what keeps you up at night? What thoughts do you often ponder about? I had to go back to what uh checklist of yeah. things to do. Yeah, for sure. Ricky was saying, how do you deal with it? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you just got to shut it off somehow. I don't know. I, I, I was listening to uh, a Tim Ferriss and uh, Tom Bell. You, I don't know who you know. Tim so, Ferriss is like the, he did the four hour work week. Um, Tom Bell, you, he's uh He's a entrepreneur. He did. Uh, he's a creator of Quest Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyways, they have a podcast on there too. And they were just talking about like um, 
like habits that people have for, you know, a bunch of entrepreneurs who are like billionaires, millionaires, oh, yeah. whoever it is. It's a, tr- it's a book called like Tribe of Mentors or uh, Tools for Titan that Tim Ferriss had made. Anyways, they're talking about like how, um, how they, how these people are able to cope with, I guess, what keeps them up at night sometimes or whatever it is, or what is a stress reliever for them or what helps them find their center sometimes or release or find an outlet. And it was, uh, meditation was one of them and also journaling at the same time. So, I mean, you, you seem like you, you said you write every it's indirectly journaling, Indirect, yeah. yes but that's that's a great way of yeah. coping with a lot of things i still have not found that in myself to do um working on it a little bit here and there but it does help um i know for me it's like a getaway out as uh, getting into nature for myself mm. yeah it helps me because it it takes me away from my um concrete jungle here whatever in my mindset here and just makes me realize that there's something greater than myself so in my own mind you're going to join yeah. me and ricky in our camping trip oh for sure yeah <laughs> I yeah. Snore, man. yeah i snore oh shit yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> so give you some multiple tents i'm a sensitive sleeper man i yeah. snore but I i'm don't. a sensitive sleeper i'll sleep through some stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right next question uh ricky i guess you first around what age did you see yourself the most mature what personality changes were there what were the factors that caused those changes uh now i guess what do you wait 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 wait. that was a a lot of mouthful say that again around what age did you see yourself the most mature what personality changes were there what were the factors that caused those changes okay uh i would say where i'm at now started 20 uh 18. so what had happened was (laughs) That contract that I was telling you about uh, ended abruptly due to uh, kind of like interfamilial politics. So, like the who I had to deal with, the the contract, the six figure contract was um, the family owned business that was I was working with. Uh, the the son younger than me was like, I don't understand why we're paying you so much. So I'm like, it has nothing to do with you, like. So he wanted to cut the contract. The first two years of the three, uh, the first two years were on paper. That I had a relationship with these people. I stuck around for a third year without a contract because of relationship. Uh, anyways, the, you know, the son was jealous or whatever and wanted to cut the contract. You know, they were going through some hardships themselves. and was like, we're cutting you. I was like, I don't think you understand. I'm actually saving you money, even though you're paying me money. Anyways. Uh, the other, it, when they go out to another company, it's going to be way more expensive. What I guess what hurt the most was I know I did the right thing. I did it more than what I said I was going to do. And then this guy had the ability to affect my entire family. As soon as that got cut off, uh, so I said, no, you're not cutting me off. You're going to give me a 90-day exit. Uh, you, we're going to keep this pay for 90 days, and then I'll leave. Well, um, I guess during that time, my i don't know if it was my oblivion towards people um or what but i just kind of felt like uh the coldness of what anyone other than my own family um i kind of got more selfish um and willing to speak up and be asserting uh in business uh, if you will so um what i notice is definitely 
speaking up, being assertive, uh, more demanding. And uh, these are things I would never do. I would be like humbly waiting for my opportunity. Now it's like I'm going to try to make it happen because if I don't, someone's going to take it, someone else is going to take it, or uh, or I'm going to miss out. And so uh, I guess I started becoming more bold. So this was 2018 when this started happening. And then um, this also kind of was the beginning of the divorce too because the, the change um, was infecting my marriage. I was like, hey, I need you to work because I don't have, I'm about to lose income. Um, so anyways, I, uh, you know, I started getting a job. I was like, you need a job? And I started being more vocal about what I need. And I wasn't getting a lot of what I needed. And so, yeah, it was a legit problem. But I had not been this demanding prior to. But now that I went off and left my job at Cosmo and was doing my own thing, that was real. Like, that, that was a major change. So I, instead of having being a sitting duck for someone else to affect my livelihood, I'm out trying to, that's why I have two jobs. Diversi- diversified. Uh, Experiences. No, 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 no. Diversifying my income so that if I lose a job, because you can get fired too. Yep, yep. I just got laid off because of the pandemic. Yeah. All my savings I lived off of. And that, I saw that number going down. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, then they brought me back at 50% pay and I'm still at 80% pay. But the pandemic affected the company I worked for. It was a trade show industry. Yeah. So I guess being more bold, taking matters into my hands, trying to control my destiny as much as possible by taking more responsibility, which is what's keeping me up at night. But then I take it head on. Mm. So I've been giving them all. This is why I started working out because I felt like the pressure literally mm. of carrying a family and I was wanting to push back. So literally started doing push-ups. <laughs> mm. And um, f- like all of my stress and anger, I started working out. And uh, I want I felt like I needed to be physically strong to keep moving forward, man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like all this calm peacefulness is pretty cool. Uh, it's just not my reality. Mm-hmm. Like no, just good. packing up and leaving, that's dope. I don't know. No, I mean, I think that's a good thing. But that started in 2018, and it, I, it's still carrying it now. It's, it, that mentality is like, hey, I got, I see myself, and I got my back for the first time. Yeah. And that's what I'm walking in now. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm helping me out and protecting my daughter. Yeah. It's a great explanation of what you went through and yeah. great detail on how, how the change of it. Yeah, I was like, doing the right thing should get me what I want. No, it doesn't always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a lesson that clicked for me. Yeah. How about you, Earl? What? Do you want me to refit or say the question or do you, do you oh, remember it? Yeah, go ahead. Around what age did you see yourself the most mature? What personality changes were there? What were the factors that caused those changes? Uh, I think we were touching base on that and I think it reflects on something that you're going through right now. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's continuous even till now. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, I feel like, for me, actually, 36 has been the longest year I've ever lived. That's what it feel like. Um, I don't know why it might have been pandemic and everything else. Like even 35 to 36, the last couple of years anyways. Um, you know, it wasn't always easy. Like even when I quit my job the second time around, uh, quit Cosmo. And I, I've actually been incomeless for two and a half years. Mm. No income at all. Savings depleting everything else but it's something that was more self-imposed on myself i didn't get fired or anything i i I voluntarily left my job um 
it was finding my own self-worth afterwards. I think that's what it is, self-value and everything else where I said, like what I was mentioning before, like in order for you to grow those around you, you actually have to grow yourself first. Like um, uh, talking to a friend before, uh, uh, and, and it's very true when, like, you know, when a plane's going down, what do they tell you to do when the mass drop? Your mass first. first. Your mass first. That's right. So it's like your mass first, then you can help everybody else out, right? So it's like kind of realizing um, that you're worth it, you know, and you got to put in the work to do what you need to do to become the best person you are. Um, and I feel like what has what has helped me grow through that is like getting to the point where, I mean, I you know, it, it wasn't an easy journey the whole time. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of it. I went to Alaska for a little bit mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, it was good to learn these things, but like realizing it and actually putting things into action, even this new job, like I said, within even the last five months, I feel like I've grown more than I've had in many years at my previous jobs. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is it, like in your entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. in itself where you put in the effort and you get what you put out is um, something where like you find your own self-worth, self-value through it, where I feel like I've grown exponentially through it. Um, still learning a lot, still processing it through, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience. Yeah. Uh, next question. What can you not live without? Excluding the obvious, water, food, and health. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I, I, I believe like for me anyways, um, uh, this life experience in itself is actually, uh, it's a uh, social experience, um, being shared, shared experiences with everybody else. But I come to learn anyways, I understand where I know I am intuitive and think about it for myself. Yeah. But I, I, at the same time, I, I believe in that the shared experience that I have with everybody else, the good ones, bad ones, even sometimes, you know, but I, I can't live without that, you know, and I feel mm-hmm. like having that social interaction, that social dynamic within, uh, you know, a network or even just being here um, is something I can't really live without. I, there was a point in time where I secluded, I feel, I feel like myself for a very long time. And I feel like uh, it wasn't necessarily the right way or right mindset that I had at the po- at that moment in time, you know, and then coming out. And like actually like doing more and you know becoming i don't know more engaged with everybody around it's it's something that i believe that's innate within each of us that i can't live yeah. without i yeah. mean i think about yeah. when you say that i think about a uh, solitary confinement and that you could mm-hmm. only go in there for the supposedly supposed to be two days before mentally you get fucked up something like that i, I might be wrong um i think there's laws on it but they find ways to keep people in there longer. But so I think to not have social interaction would be like solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you? What can you not live without excluding the obvious? Uh, the ability to have time to myself to uh, think, uh, explore, uh, experiment and create. That's everything. I mean, literally I applying that to my work, uh, my hobbies, tools get or if i don't have them i'll fabricate them but hey i want to be able to explore test things is that more to to better self-develop no it's just using what's going on in here like how how i am i have to be able to apply it 
So if I, if, mm, it, so okay. like I was thinking about like, I was going to say uh, the ability to achieve, but that could be because I grew up in a capitalistic like America. Then I, cause I, I have my opinions on so, like social socialism or whatever, basically like a, a government's where you don't have to compete to get your needs met. And I was like, okay, so probably that that's questionable. So I didn't want to say achiever, be an achiever. That could be because I'm American. So look, I like to experiment, test things, test theories, think, reflect, like I need time with me to do that and uh, interact with the world around me. Could that could be people, but I would say I'm more interested in things and people, but I am interested in people, but people that want to are interested in things <laughs> with me, maybe the same things, but yeah, no, I, I like to tinker. Yeah. What is this made of? Yep. Can I fix it? Can I break it? I don't know. I yeah. would do that to a plant. Can I grow this plant? If I pull it out of the roots, I don't know. Mm. I need to be able to learn. Yeah. If I, you stop my ability to learn, I'm going to be a miserable person. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Final question. If I told you to put $5,000 into cryptocurrency as an investment, what questions or thoughts come to mind? Uh, where am I getting this 5,000 from? <laughs> it's not going to be a loan. It's not going to be on the streets, on the corner, a trough and <laughs> trough and where? Valley view. It's over there. <laughs> Never mind. I know I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I'd have to have a house ownership first. I don't know. Paying rent feels like negligence to me. But yeah, I wouldn't put money. I one, I don't have five thousand put into it. <laughs> Two, I I just don't know enough to trust it. And I have a friend that just lost money yesterday or last week. It's one of those. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a dip in something. Oh yeah, no, it's a been a massive dip for like the last Few five days. Uh, five days, seven days. Yeah. It's been massive. So like he like went off. I he's not met messaging me back. I'm like uh, worried about it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not that int- I'm not that interested in it. It's kind of, I mean, the stock market, I've made money in it before. It took me six months, but mm-hmm. I feel the same way about crypto. Well, crypto is like kind of got this explosion of money coming. It seems like people are expecting, but I probably wouldn't take the risk without having at least a house. Yeah, that makes sense. Earl? Hmm. You want me to re say the question? Sure. If if I told you to put $5,000 into cryptocurrency as an investment, what questions or thoughts come to mind? Uh, yeah, I, I probably question it too as well. Like where can I put it where it'd be, I mean, could it be put into something else where I can benefit from it even more? Uh not quite sure. Yeah. What is the payout for the 5,000? <laughs> it's basically what he's saying. Can I make more somewhere else? Yeah. yeah. Or even, even within self growth, like, uh, can I do that within like, you know, the, my own job, marketing, something else, mm. maybe go on a vacation even, yeah. I don't know, put it into something <laughs> else, self growth somewhere yeah. else. But you know, I mean, like thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice, like maybe wait for a big dip, 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 and then mm-hmm. put it in. Sure. Why not? Like, uh, that's what's yeah. happening right now, right? Yeah. Dip. That's why mm-hmm. they lost money. This is yeah. time to buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we remember. And do you happen to remember in 2017, 18, when it was dipping massively 90% dip Yeah. and then I was still buying. Do yeah. You, do you happen to remember that? Everybody's like, what are you doing, Lim? Why are you buying? That's when you buy. It's on sale. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. All right, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. Let's call this the end. The end. Oh, the, the three-way wasn't good enough. <laughs>